This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Funny Mamas. I am Sherry Shepard, and we have a special guest. I'm so excited uh, to welcome B Flat, who's one of Kim Whitley and my like dearest friends. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. I'm so excited. All the way I brush from my teeth. you brush your teeth for this. <laughs> Look, I brushed my teeth uh, <laughs> probably a few hours ago and I floss. I've I haven't done it like in the last twenty minutes. So, well, I knew I was okay. going to be cheesing. <laughs> I'm so glad so, you're here. I want to. Tell everybody that Kim Whitley is, you know, she's working. She's doing a series called 20s with Lena Waithe. She's also doing a show. I don't think I can say much about it, B, but she's doing a show where it's like, it's one of those shows where it's like behind the music kind of shows. Oh, that's tight. That's tight, tight. And it's a full, like, she it's she's been in she's got to uh be interviewed all day and they edit it together and they talk about how kim was in a fire and her skin burned all off but she managed to come back from the dead even with her skin peeling and be a successful comedian and how she got nine mm. kids somewhere you know all of that stuff right, and right. Uh, she's, she's doing that and it's, it was so much and she was trying to do the podcast but i i made her i made her take off because it was, she was just overwhelmed. She had family in uh, because a family member got married. She threw the bachelor party, which I got to tell you about, girl. Well, tell her to take off from Martha's Vineyard. She's coming. Oh, tell her to take off so I can go. Oh, you want her not to be there? Yes. <laughs> because it's because and you got Martha's oh, you know Vineyard. What? Uh huh. I'm sorry. To no, I'm not. You better tell Kim because she said she might not be able to do the second week. Okay, so what, he, the, what we're talking about, yeah. everybody, is Martha's Vineyard. Uh, every year, uh, everybody goes to Martha's Vineyard. And, and my, when I say and everybody, do I mean all the black people? All the black people with real long money. Not no <laughs> new money. No, we don't take no new trap money. And Martha's no, Vineyard. No trap money. No, this is congressman, the lawyer, president, doctor, the president, Barack Obama, Eric Holder money. So everybody is at private school, bougie, yes. well money. These are the Jack and Jill kids <laughs> and parents. Exactly. And so they all go to Martha's Vineyard every year. And within all of the events that are happening, they have stand up comedy. And B Flat is one of the comedians who's an alumni of uh, Martha's yes. Vineyard Comedy. And when I tell you the comedy is like top notch, grade A one. So what has happened is Kim Willie is supposed to be going. So B is going. Tell Kim not to come because I need. No, 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 no. Kim told uh, our contact 
that she might not be able to do the second week and I have to fill in for her. She's definitely I doing the first come. week. Well, if you tell him to just do the first week because she's so tired, when we call and tell her. And then I say, look, just let me and Sherry go and do the second week. Because I was supposed to come like a couple years ago with you, remember? And I didn't make it. But Kim, again, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is, Steve already put me on notice. And he says she's going to let him know by the 25th of July if she's going to be able to, she might not be able to stay for both. You know, the reason why I, the reason why I want to come is because I have never been to Martha's Vineyard and I do know that the men who go to Martha's Vineyard, they have money and they're successful and they're pretty well to do. All those things meant the same thing three different ways that I said it. Mm -hmm. And this time, (laughs) this time I would like to go because, you know, my whole thing is I'm open to meeting people and I'm letting everybody know that I'm open to meeting the right person. So I need to be, I needs to be at Martha's Vineyard. So I would like to know, can I call and say, I would like to go and be with B flat. Cause I know they don't have enough rooms in the big old house that they put the comics. Me and you can sleep in the same bed. First of all, Sherry, you can't call and say that because I'm not on it. I got to wait to see if Kim is going to do it or not. And if you call and say that they going to be like, Oh, she running her damn mouth. And ain't nobody told her to tell nobody about it. So I'm just saying, since Kim is working to death and getting all the money, Steve Harvey in it to death, <laughs> say, look, Kim, I know you're tired. And if you don't, you know, she may not even know that I'm, you see what I'm saying? Steve well, I'm going to tell her. to me. She go, I'm going to tell say, her. Look, girl, just stay home because you're tired. You're working on a lot. <laughs> B flat is replacing you, and she gonna be like, "Oh, girl, that's cool, cause you know I love B. That's my girl, and I'm going with that heifer." And then she gonna say, "If y'all bitches go, then I'm gonna have to go too. Both of y'all go." So we have to play that with. We just gotta see what she say on the 25th. Cause we gonna have to finesse it. Yeah, but I ain't going if I'm not performing. I don't roll like that. Well, I would like to go. Well, you're married and you've been married for how long have you been married to your husband? You don't need to meet a man. 12 years. It ain't even about meeting a man. It's about money. I ain't going to, I don't spend money unless I'm making money. And I ain't just going to be going to be hanging out. You see what I'm saying? I haven't seen all of them same people before. It'd be the same black people. It's like hereditary. The family don't grow. The aunties, all of them be the same black people. Rich, boozy people, and then they hand it down to date. I haven't seen 12 years of it. There ain't but no different the, people. Here's yes. the thing. Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, I don't know if the girls are going to come because they're in college. They show up a lot. You, and I'm. it's my mission to get to Barack Obama and say, hey, Barack, because, you know, me and Barack, we, we uh, where's my fingers? Me and Barack are like this. So it's, it's I want us to be able to go up to Barack and go, hey, Barack, hey, sis, Michelle, Knowing yeah. who I am, because they do, they know me. Like, if you know somebody within your sphere who has you think would fit my personality, why don't you hook a oh. sister up? And with that kind of stuff, you have to spend money to for the big picture. Understand what I'm saying? So I don't have to make anybody well, laugh. I don't know if you should be going up to people saying it all like that and just throwing it out there. You don't think that's a little like desperate? 
No. To Chris. To Barack <laughs> Obama. Then how's he supposed like, to know, B, that well, I'm single if I don't say it to him? Because maybe he ain't supposed to know. And then if he be like, you know, Sherry Shepard came up to me and, and then they gonna be like, oh, that's the one that was on TV had all that drama with them other crazy- uh, First of all, it's not gonna I go down like that. Exactly. Barack Obama. There, girl, first of all, all the connections you got, you ain't gotta wait to the Martha's Vineyard <laughs> call up Barack Obama, you know Whoopi. You could call Whoopi and be like, Whoopi, call your girl. They know your girl, they know your girl that do the Michelle hair. And <laughs> get them on the phone. You can do that in a couple of days. When you go to Martha's Vineyard, you ain't even got to wait on Barack. Believe me, it's a nice caliber. And it's well, the thing is, a lot of people come coupled up, but a lot of people don't, Sherry. A lot of people come to just be flat. mingle. And I think that you would meet somebody, you don't even have to have Barack hook you up. He know you, he see you, he would've did it already. Okay, it's not like me and Barack running to each other at the liquor store, buying Newports. Like, he is the president. He is the president. They make phone calls. How you think people be hooking up? How you think so-and-so was like, oh, let me call and hook Grant Hill up with your girl. (laughs) They be looking at him like, oh yeah, they cool. I think they hook, they do that all the time. But B, I think what I'm... because he is out of the office, Sherry, the man right. trying to relax, everybody trying to not wear black no more because Trump is not in office. People trying to get their spirits up. He trying to live his life with his wife. The kids is out. They can do it around the house. The last thing on his mind is, oh, let me see who I'm going to hook Sherry Shepard. <laughs> you see how gray the man has turned? He in there trying to figure out how he gonna do the Beijing. Michelle, they didn't probably practice on how he gonna do the die. Then he just gave up on it and said, you know what? These people ran me crazy. I'm just gonna live my life. And now Sherry Shepard jumping up to me in Martha's Vineyard with all these thousand single men walking around this island that only holds like 20,000 people. And she talking about hook her up. You at the hookup. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, 
For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. I was just thinking to myself, Barack Obama knows the minister... Yeah, I want to go. I was just thinking, you know, Barack and Michelle, do you know how vast be their their plate sorry is? about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm used to you. <laughs> I'm the camera. I'm about messing up the camera. Yeah, you know I'm the fucking, excuse me. Y'all go ahead sure. and get that out. Her energy is to Kim's uh, lackadaisical. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you got the other, other side of it. You know, be, we're going to get off of Barack Obama. I just wanted to say. I thought you were trying to get on him. Well, that, but not on him, just on him as far as he, his contacts are so vast. Like, he know he could say to me, oh, you know what? I know Prime Minister so-and-so of the Dutch Islands. Let me call him real but quick. Let's just not be caught up on all of that, because we already saw what happened with Lisa Ray and the Prime Minister. Of and Turks all and Caicos. All of these hookups. Yeah, all of these hookup, clickups, all of that don't work. I keep telling you, it is going to happen. Now, you are doing yourself, you're doing the right thing by positioning yourself in, a, in another realm. But right. all of that, I'm telling you, you don't need to wait until August 2nd to get to. It's, it's not that far. Yeah. August 2nd is no, literally. No, I'm talking about you could call your girl. Call Whoopi and be like, Whoopi, call Michelle. Tell Michelle to tell Barack to hook me up or tell me where the next uh, event that's going down where I need the Secret Service to walk me in. That's what you need. You see what I'm saying? I, well, Whoopi Goldberg is like a break glass in case of emergency. I don't like to bother Whoopi with everything. You this sound is not like one of those you on. No, this is a break glass, Sherry. You think so? When you're trying to get to the president and you know you can break the glass, you only need to do it one time. You know what Whoopi gonna say if I call her and go, Whoopi, uh, can you call Barack Obama? She gonna be like, bitch, what? What, what, <laughs> no, bitch? I didn't say call Barack, I said call Michelle. Okay, I, yeah. I, I, I don't have Michelle on my on my speed dial, number I one. I talk, what, what, listen to me. The Secret <laughs> Service people be around them at Martha's Vineyard. So what make you think the Secret Service gonna let you get up unless they say, Sherry. I didn't think about all that. I, I just thought I think about reason. it because I seen it and he was supposed to come to the show a couple times and they never, he wasn't able to come in there like something came up or he had to do something. But every time we mm. would see him out, the, the Secret Service didn't look like Secret Service. They looked at you and I. But okay. if you better I got a wrong. But what, girl, you ain't got to go there. You're going to meet, if you go there, you're going to meet a congressman and meet all of them. All of them be there. Okay. You'll see well, them in the light that you need to see them in. So then you can make a decision right there on the spot. Because what I'm happened take on the island, word. stay on the island. Oh, been like, okay. Ex- but I, like I said, <laughs> girl, they sleep with the doors open. No oh, keys, no, yes, everybody. There are no Ooh. really hotels, it's all rentals. 
It's all beach house rentals. Okay. All right. And so I'm going to take your word. And I said something to Steve about that. Yeah, I was like, why y'all ain't got these doors locked around here? People walking in, they're like, oh, we don't even have a key. I was like, oh. Oh, it's that safe there? <laughs> it's that That's safe. safe. Yeah. Wow. Being on Alcatraz. <laughs> so if you jump off Alcatraz, where you going to go? Because you got to get on the ferry to get there. And ain't That's nothing right. around it. Yeah, it ain't like you're going to be out on the sandy beach chilling and all of that. It's really nice, Sherry. It's small, it's intimate, and it's nice to go somewhere where people not shooting. You ain't got to okay. go through the metal detector. <laughs> and when you see like thousands and thousands of black people, everybody's just like hanging out, walking in the woods, coming out of nowhere, just hanging out. It's a wonderful experience. And it goes on for the whole month, because you know that's where they celebrate the freedom of liberation in August. That was given, that island was given to the mulatto people, you know, the black and white mixed people. So they wouldn't live in Massachusetts, but you come right there and work. Yeah. So ever since then, it's been like a bougie thing. And you know, they used to have that paper bag test back in the day to get on the island. Yes, they had the paper bag <laughs> test. I yes. know. I have friends that go to Martha's Vineyard every year when I was living in New York. And I never got a chance to go, so I would like to go. But I would like go. more. I would like more to talk about you because I'm so okay. excited you on the podcast, Two Funny Mamas. I want to tell people about B-Flat. If you don't know B-Flat, she is one of the coldest comics mm. in this game. B-Flat is one of the funniest women I know uh, who's a comic. And if you ever hear, you, what's, the, what's your Facebook page, first of all? Flat out. Oh, hey, be flat. H so Chris will put it up. You don't even okay. have to spell it. Chris is going to okay. put up. Uh, aren't you, Chris? He can, yeah. or he can put yeah. up my Instagram. Oh, we got. We'll put all the handles up, and people can follow. We're gonna put uh, all your handles everything. up. Okay. So Thank people you. can go to it because if B flat is ever in your city, and now that COVID is lifted, she's traveling mm -hmm. more and headlining. Amen. But this girl is, I met you, you almost 15 or 20 years ago in Cleveland, Ohio. Do you remember that? It's been like 20 years, Sherry. It's been like 20. I, my friendships yeah. span such a long But see, uh, we say that time. to make us, you know, still feel as though it's not that long ago. We think it, it's been a minute. And I, I cherish that. It's been I do too, whenever years. you come to LA, because you live in I St. Louis. No, you, excuse me, you don't live, Chris lives in St. Louis. You yeah. were raised in St. Louis. St. Louis, yes. You're in Philly now. Mm -hmm. You are, you, you love Philly. I love when you talk about Philly, but this is what I love about B-Flat, everybody, because normally most comics, this is all a comic does. They make people laugh, that's what they do. They're always on the road. B-Flat, actually, and I'm not lying, she, Chris, she can build a house. She, she renovates stuff. She takes old stuff and, and, and she does it like, I don't want to say like, don't think ghetto in a bad way, but she does everything on a budget. Like B will, will <laughs> reap. She's very efficient, but she can find things and, and create from nothing or from one man's junk and make it look so amazing. She has an entire wall that she made of old, is it CDs or records? CDs. Yeah. CDs. CDs. 
and she put in it's a, it's this piece of art first of all she's got a degree her and kim whitley have a degree in art so b flat <laughs> knows fine art she, the girl paints yes i do amazing art she plays the viol friggin lynn what no the, is the violin the trumpet. the trumpet yeah the trumpet. same thing same thing <laughs> It's the same thing because you like you're cultured. You're really cultured, and she gets high all the time. All the time, all day long. Girl, I've Proud been of you. Since '82. <laughs> it says North Middle School on the football field. <laughs> 1982. Why? I was in the seventh grade. Why you been getting high so long? Well, you know what? I found that, and this is before they knew people had like ADD or whatever, with no medication. I won't say that I had ADD, but I don't have patience and through school because I was extremely smart, right? And I don't have patience for people that would raise their hand in class. Like be like, I'd be like, damn, didn't the teacher say that already? They're not paying attention. So I was always, Sherry, I'm telling you, I lived in Kirkwood. It was a lot of black people. Well, I, I was the only black person in my classes, like me and another person, because I was in a lot of advanced placement classes. And I found that smoking helped me focus and not be so like judgmental or sarcastic. And like, I'm one of them people that never studied, but I used to smoke and then booyah, I could knock out a paper and still You're graduate that way now. the top of my class. You're you're, like, you're so smart. <laughs> yeah. Like my admiration for you because you're one of the smartest entrepreneurs that I know. And like I Chris B flat also. What'd you say? I said I wish my I'd be glad my money reflect that. <laughs> get get that second week right. at Martha's Vineyard. Hey. Come on. Get that second week exactly. at Martha's Vineyard. Exactly. And, but, First, I want you. I want you to advise Kim. Tell Kim, don't go. But Chris, right, I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna call her. You here. call her. She, you know, she got ADD. You only gonna get two yeah. seconds. I know. <laughs> but I want you to know, Chris. B flat also does. What do you call it? What what Weird Al Yankovic did? Parodies. Like, parody. B flat does parodies of other people's songs, oh and they're brilliant. Like she did, who was the one you did to Cardi B? Muddy Shoes, it's on YouTube. People, people are checking <laughs> it out like crazy, it's called Muddy Shoes. That's my Do you remember any of the lyrics from Muddy Shoes? Of course I know it, it's my song, I wrote it. <laughs> yes. Could you drop a few, could, oh, you, could yeah. you do? Uh, I'm going to drop it, especially while I'm having a hot flash. They're gonna give me something to <laughs> Sherry. She's running yes. on jet. She's running on jet fuel. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> Say, I got sense. I'm not spending money on them fucking shoes. Comprehensive. What brains I got them? I make home improve. Home Depot or it's either Lowe's. I don't want to choose. And I'm quick buy some window caulk or some other tools. Look, I got land now. I make home improve. Say, I got land, what? These are muddy shoes. If you see me planting weeds, <laughs> planting flowers in it, different you. Hanging drywall, fixing peach traps, what? These are muddy shoes. Follow me, 
If you wanna see where I'm at, I'll be probably in my basement, bitch, trying to fix a leak. DIY, hire nobody, cause I can do it for free. I be in and out, I kill so much, I know they got stalking me constantly. Listen, shit around the house, this gotta be. Mop the floor and clean the kitchen, now I'm out here sweeping the street. Yeah. I'm a mess. <laughs> I can drop it. Share it. And hot flash at the face. <laughs> Look at that hot flash. <laughs> what's up with the hot flashes? Yeah, what's going on? Girl, you're funny. I said, I just came from the doctor. They was talking to me about getting like a patch, all this other stuff that caused blood clots. <laughs> I said, y'all ass want me to pay to get sicker when I can use a rag for free? I said, I don't think so. I just, they talking about what you taking for your hot flashes? I said, two rags to the neck. <laughs> they got me, girl. They got me messed up. Think I'm paying for some medication that's gonna slow them down, but possibly cause me to have some blood clots. And I'm perfectly healthy. I was like, what I'm going through is normal, and I don't mind holding the rag. Is that why you cut your hair short? <laughs> yes, because my shit be sweating on the sides. I just do like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what's going That's on? Cute. B one side. Yes, it looked a little different. Like when you went to one side, it like yeah. Because see, that's because I've trained my hair. I couldn't do my own hair. So like when I go to church, oh. I do it like this, and I keep it on this side. Respectable. <laughs> got it. Got look, it. Got look at it. See what I'm saying? Like with the, humble. Humble. That's, that's right. your holy church side. It is my. This is my fish nasty Friday side. <laughs> Did you say fish nasty Friday? Girl, we always, we've been having fish nasty Friday for the last three years. If I'm What home, is that? What's that? We can't have no company. Everybody can't, nobody come over here because we just stay naked all day. Like if I get chilly, <laughs> I put a robe on and we just like have fish or something like salmon watch movies, stay naked. So we call it Fish Nasty Friday. I'll be like, no nuts on the couch. No nuts on the couch without a rag. <laughs> okay, I want to tell everybody, because you got to tell everybody this story. Your husband, Dennis. Yes. You guys have been married for how long? 12 years, 12 years in Can September. You you have fish nasty Fridays, but can you tell uh, Dennis is uh, younger than you? 16 years. Six, so you, you used to babysit Dennis, did you? More or less. <laughs> friends with his mother. You did, wait, wait, is I that a past tense? You, you were friends? Yeah, because you know what? It's funny. His mom, it's not funny, but... It's funny how the world works. His mother was best friends with one of my best friends. So when I moved on Nelson Street, which is the street I picked because my last name used to be Nelson, Jackie and Peachy, that's Dennis's mom. And this, I moved there in 96. His mom passed away in 98. Mm. So I only saw him a couple times. And at the time he was about 11. <laughs> Exactly. And then when his same age as my friends, Jackie's son. So when his mom passed away, his dad didn't bring him around ever again until like we, I never saw him again until he was grown. And when did you wild. see him? What At happened? 
because he came to two of my shows. I didn't know he was hard walking me. He won't say stalking. I say hard walking. <laughs> so he was hard walking. And then he didn't let me know he was at the first show. So the second show, when I came off stage, I walked past him. And then I went in the bathroom. And you know how you be holding your drawers when you be gripping them in the middle. I was seeing I was like, wait a minute. I think that's Pete's son. Mm-hmm. I was like, he a grown ass man because I saw like a beard and everything. I was like, that is peachy son. So then I came out of the bathroom. I was like, Dennis. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you doing here? Are you even old enough to be in my show? And he was like, yeah, I'm 24. I was like, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, girl, I found us somewhere to sit. And that was all she wrote. And we've been together ever since. Ain't that crazy? Wow. And so has it been, I've always been interested in this. We talk about this because I don't know if I could date somebody younger than me. I don't know if we would have anything in common. So how do you guys, how do you find the commonality? Well, you know what? I think we don't have a lot in common in terms of. Except except for liking Fish Nasty Friday. Yeah, you know what it is, Sherry? We're just alike in terms of, like, we both have OCD, but it's in a different form. Like, we get on each other's nerves with our form of OCD. So we're a lot alike in ways, but our ways are different. Like, Dennis listens to old school music. You know I don't listen to that stuff. Like, the other day, I was doing this... I'm 52, and I was doing my Eminem. You know, I was listening to, Mon- to, Gr- to Monster Gr- Godzilla. That's one of my favorite rap. And Dennis was like, I never heard that rap that you was rapping. I had to look that up because he was listening to the uh, Bobby, the, uh, the, no, the, not the, Bobby Blue Band, Bobby Womack. Bobby Womack, Frankie yeah, Beverly. Like, I don't listen to that. So that's like, he'll listen to rap, but it's like all conscious stuff, like common, <laughs> you know, Kanye so and all that bullshit I don't listen to. I be listening to trap music, Migos, <laughs> Jack Harlow, Eminem, you know, that's me, Lil Dicky. He be like, what is that you listen to? I be like, oh, bug, you ain't heard that new, I said, you ain't heard that new hot song about, and I love like Post Malone. And he'd be like, who? So it's crazy that he's 36, I'm 52, and he'd be like, who is that you listening to? And then, like, he'll wow. tell me about, we're just opposite. Like, like he hates my iTunes because it'll go from Stevie Nicks, Spandau Ballet, and then it'll be Spandau Master Ballet. P. Yeah, it'd be like Master P. Like, we'd be in the shower. And it'll be like, uh, uh, and then the next song is something by like Anderson Pack. And then the next song would be, you know, Cat Williams, I mean, Cat Stevens. Oh. <laughs> and he'd be like, how do you even know these songs? I'd be listening to America. It just is crazy. It's all over the place. So I never put my music like in a collection, I just let it play. I love it. First of all, I love that you guys still take showers together after 12 years every day that I take a shower. He take more than me because he's a personal trainer. He needs to watch. I don't go nowhere. I only watch if I'm going somewhere. You and Kim so, Willie are such I, the You know me and Kim, we just like, I'd be like, why are you brushing your teeth and we ain't going nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> Wasting oh, no. toothpaste and shit. 
Oh, gosh. Oh, I don't do that. I'll just be like, let me get some mouthwash. I ain't gonna be using up no toothpaste. <laughs> Y'all laughing, I'm telling the truth. And my husband hates that. And then like today, he'd be like, did you take a shower today? And I'd be like, what day is it? No. <laughs> and then I had to think I swear, back. I feel like I'm with Kim Whitley, except you are, you, you high, so you, you much more calm. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm always, I'm Have like, you ever, he, talk, keep going. No, I'm just saying like, he don't like, I tell him I don't always flush the toilet because I'm conserving water. Oh, come on. Nobody <laughs> We gotta. Sherry, I have, this is my whole basement. You know, this is my lady's lair. And I don't yeah. have to flush my toilet down here because don't nobody be down here but me. If I pee, <laughs> I can pee all day. <laughs> and he's like, you nasty, it's hot. And this smell like tins that close the door. <laughs> Are you even down? We got three bathrooms. I'd be like, why are you down here in my bathroom? Chris, like, does it feel like we are conversing <laughs> with Kim Whitley? I always love the part where Kim tries to justify it by saying like, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll dry your skin out. No, that's not why you're doing it, Kim. Kim don't be washing every day. <laughs> that's what we're saying. No, we're she worried don't. About I know. I know that. I'm with Kim. <laughs> Have you ever Where'd told Kim... Up? You ever tried to, do you ever tell Kim that she should get high to calm down? Cause she's so all over the place and you are very uh, calm. And I'm surprised that she doesn't in California where it's legal and who cares anymore? I don't know why I, she doesn't. I'm not taking no medication for nothing. I just smoke my weed, but see, I'm one of them get up, smoke weed in the morning, act silly, then come down here and work at my desk. You know, I compartmentalize because I have OCD. I do everything on the hour. Then I take a smoke break. Then I'd be like, oh, let me do something creative. I'll start writing in my journals while I'm smoking. But like when I'm working on numbers and budgets and stuff, I don't be smoking. Because then my vision be, and I'd be like, oh, I thought I had more money than that. <laughs> my vision be messed up. When I'm dying, oh trying my God, to numbers. So I'm fascinated by your marriage, you and Dennis, I rem because I remember when you were single and you were single and you dated, you dated A men. Lot. You weren't one for just dating one man and you were very good. You see, you're just like Kim because men loved you, B, but you were so good at kicking them to the curb. You broke a lot of hearts. I when know. You were <laughs> I have to say that I did feel bad about this one dude because he cried in front of me when he found out I was married. Uh -huh. Like he, he didn't, I didn't know that I had broke his heart and all this other stuff. And it made me cry. I was like, oh my God, that's so sad that you feel that way. But I was like, what the fuck? I don't even live here. He bugging out. So, <laughs> but that was like the one time I did kind of feel something out of all 930. And I told you I quit counting. <laughs> Oh. So I just say 930. Because everybody be like, girl, you play too much. I be like, I'm serious as hell. They be like, girl, you play. <laughs> so anyway. Wait, 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 say, wait, wait, wait. That's an official, that's the official count? You know what? When I stopped at maybe like 110, I said, I can't even remember no more. I don't, it might be more. I don't even try to remember no more. Fuck it. Those were the days. I used to have them lined up. You did. I used to have them lined up. That's how I did it. When I met you, you were talking about the fact. I got to tell this joke because it'll never leave me. This is. Oh, wait, my phone. I'm sorry. Oops. Hold on one second. Oh, but sorry I about that. None of that. All of it was practice. 
be where I but am. But Chris, you know when they say the sign of a really great comic is when people leave the club and they remember their bits. Yeah, absolutely. Saying them on the uh, way to the car. Exactly. And saying them on the way to the car. Uh, that guy said that he's got a club in New York. Um, I forget his name. It's an older white guy. He's dead now. <laughs> but he was one of the ones. <laughs> Mel, no, I can't remember his name. He's an old white guy. And he was a comic. But B Flat had a joke that to this day I remember. She talked about dating a man and she said, I don't like men with kids because I don't like kids that much. And the little girl wanted to call her mommy. She was like, you don't call me that. I'm just trying to fuck your daddy. <laughs> and to this day, I laugh every single time. What? It's the truth. But see, that's why I never really dated dudes that have little kids. I don't have the patience why? for that. If that was because first of all, I am drama free. I ain't never had, now you know, I only had three good fights. I whoop ass because I have to, not because I want to. And when you deal with baby mamas, mm. you don't want to fight, but you might have, you see what I'm saying? It's just too much drama with that. Who is that around my baby? And she, and I never wanted to be bothered with all that. I don't want to meet your kids because I don't go with you like that. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to dinner and Chuck E. Cheese and all that other stuff. I don't. I just don't feel like people should have a lot of people around their kids. And I know me. I'm not going to be sticking around and <laughs> trying to marry you and come over here every weekend. And don't be calling me like that and being talk about bringing your kids. You're turning me off because that's time you should be spending <laughs> with your kids. Sherry, that's the time you should be spending with your kids, not trying to find another baby mama or replacement for somebody to watch your kids. So that you could be like, oh, I'm about to go hang with my boys. Can I drop my kid? They like you. No, they don't. I ain't watching kids. Watch them do what? Are they talented? Shit, I'll watch them tap dance, cut grass, pull some weeds. But I ain't, I don't. So your kids had to be old as me, or you know, teen. They don't care about who their parents are dating. It's none of that. Oh, mommy, daddy took us over to Miss So and So house, and and then she calling. Who is this young man? I never had that because I never. I cut all that short. Now, I would tell dudes <sighs> up front: if you got kids and they five and under, I don't want to meet them at all. <laughs> Damn, be flat. I respect that. <laughs> That's. No, Sherry, you know what it is. I know what I can tolerate and I'm not having no drama. I never had that kind of drama. So you either say yes or no. And dudes be like, oh, you don't like it. I ain't got none for a reason. <laughs> so why are you asking me the obvious? You answering the question you already know the answer to. I don't want to meet your little kids. I'm not babysitting. Don't bring pampers and bottles and shit over here, all that. <laughs> I don't know about that stuff. So, you know, mm -mm. I don't even hold little babies right. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm nervous. That kind of stuff makes me nervous. I just be like. B flat. I, I, this is why I love, you know, whenever I'm with B, Chris, I just don't mm. say nothing. Cause if you just sit still, same with Kim Whitley and you let, you let B go. <laughs> You'll be, my stomach is hurting, my head is hurting, my wig then shifted multiple times. Would you, um, 
I mean, would you would you stop David Copperfield in the middle of his act? No, you let the magic no. unfold. <laughs> you let the magic unfold would be flat. That's why I said if anybody, we're going to put her information up so you will know when she's coming to your town. And when I say to you, run and get a ticket to see B flat, you will not. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And when she pulls out that trumpet and starts playing jazz what? in the middle of her... Well, you know, what? now my new intro song is, uh, what's that song, Never Be Royals? Oh, Royals yeah, never be, I'll Never Be Royal. I play that on my trumpet as my intro song. <laughs> Do you bring it on I stage? Walk. Yes, sir. You march on stage. You play yourself no, honey, in. I come in, I walk in, fly, like <laughs> you me, playing my trumpet. <laughs> what did you talk about? I ain't in no damn marching band. This is <laughs> I used to be. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm working on because my show on July 31st, I'm walking in. And that's Where are you I'm at playing. July 31st? In Maryland, in at the Comfort Inn at, it's like a holiday, one of them ballroom, you know, in a yes. hotel room or something. They do like damn a, ballroom. Yeah, there. I know what you're talking about. We're going to put it all up. We're going to put it all up. a flyer and I can get oh, information. You know, I just know where I got to be, what time, and where my money at. I don't be knowing all those other details about how much it costs <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> that ain't for me I, to know. Send it to um Chris, because he's going to put it up, because we want to make sure people come and see you, because, you know, okay. your your funny is just beyond me. I, don't, I, I would love to be in the cracks and crevices of your mind. Be yeah, flat. Like you, you, better, you better have some padding on if you're in there. Sure. Yeah. It's a wild place. I loved, I'm going to have a good time and I'm just prepping people so that they can see me when I start streaming my one woman show on uh, side door access and it'll with my band and all of that and you get to see my whole thing and I'm going to be streaming it and moving it from city to city. So I am. We might have lost Sherry. I think maybe. We're oh, gonna... yeah. It looks like her face froze. <laughs> um, Here, interview it is froze. <laughs> oh, no. She don't want me to tell her. She looked like where her face stuck at now. She looking like your girl Laverne Cox <laughs> with the face stuck and the eyelashes and that glitter on the eyeshadow. She don't want me to tell her that. Oh, get man. her face unstuck. <laughs> we'll get her to log back in. Oh, my She's God. She's going to have to. Here, I'm gonna text her. Hang on. Yeah, but uh, July 31st, and I'm in. I, I'm actually in Baltimore area twice in July in 31st July. and August. Yeah, and then August 22nd. Have you later. have you been back out on the road at all? Yes, I have. I actually just started getting back on the road. Actually, I got fully vaccinated. Um, I had a show in April. That was like my first show out. I've done like virtual stuff and like people's office parties type. Did you enjoy that, or did you did you feel like you were held back? Uh, no, because look at me, I'm a, I'm crazy shit. I had a good time. All I had to do was sit right here and talk shit. <laughs> Didn't matter. It smelled like piss because you had something in your in your lady lair. It's fine. Oh, I had a good time. I'm right here in my lady's lair. So ever since I spent my old COVID revamping my. Oh, this was you're you're one of these people that you treated COVID like it was like well my yes. time to shine in this in this little yes. area. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. And that's We're, what I did. 
Hold on one second. We've switched back. Can y'all hear me on this microphone? Here, tap it. No, we can hear you now. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. But my camera doesn't work, Chris. I'm on the. I'm on the. Is it okay that I'm on the computer? Yeah, it's fine. Just make sure we that's. Can... Uh, yeah, you're good. I'm so sorry that that happened. I'm on the Dish Nation computer, and it was a message that came up that said, "Bitch, this is ain't for no personal stuff." Personal. <laughs> <laughs> that computer. When I tell you, my computer shut down. <laughs> That's so great. If you, I've never seen nothing like it in my life. If you can take your glasses off, that would be helpful because of those lights. And then the mic, if you just get a little bit closer, treat it like it's been there before. There you go. There you go. All right. I'm job. so sorry. This is a Dish Nation computer, and I hope you were still talking to the listeners. B flat. We were just finding out. Was. We were just finding out. Uh, B flat was about to tell us how she made, with her energy and spirit, made COVID and being trapped made it her own personal project period. What were you saying? I turned my basement, which was horrible. Into it was a flip. It was horrible. So it I was, it was bad whole space. And all I want you to tell bathroom. people like what kind of things you did, like how you took a, a door from the alley and made a second. Just- and it cost six bucks and it's actually hanging behind me. That sliding door. There is an Ikea door. My, my neighbor put out and the other one you can see it it says laugh at the top of it's behind my bookshelf but yep. yeah that one was just made from pieces of shelves and wood i had left over and i glued it together and i actually took the little latches that you put on the back of photos those little gold little things that have like the little holes on them i don't know if you know what i'm talking about like if you get a picture frame and you're supposed to put the wire on it yes we know yes those okay, latches i use those little gold latches to latch my pieces of shelves together to make sure they don't shift <laughs> because that whole door is made from seven shelves and this one door is just made from the piece that my uh neighbor put out it was an ikea closet and he was breaking it down i was like oh dog I can't afford no doors. I was like, yo, help me carry that in the basement. I'm turning that into my sliding doors. So, ooh, oh, my camera mess. Where I'm supposed to be? I'm moving in my chair. Let me stop moving. Let me stop moving. I'm trying to get it right because I got my camera off. I love this. We're going to have to, like, you're the DIY expert of, like, really... Like you, you do it up where you find things. Like, give us some more stuff that you did. I'm fascinated. Well, this desk used to be that's my sewing desk i used mm-hmm. to have my sewing but i cut a piece of wood off of it and made that shelf over there because i was like i need a shelf and i was like fuck that i need a shelf see that shelf <laughs> excuse that shelf came off <laughs> excuse me you're of my yes you you just you just showed the trumpet and i'll be damned if you don't pull that trumpet onto the screen uh, don't just tease oh. us don't well, tease us with that trumpet is hanging on my i put that up <laughs> on my door this is a closet door that's under my steps and i made a little shelf for my trumpet wow you see that's displaying my that's my trumpet space <laughs> so when i sit that's right it needs to have and yes she has shelf. had sex on it <laughs> <laughs> on that shelf like this <laughs> Hold on tight. so everything in here is a hodgepodge like i had an old desk that i broke down the drawers and made this rolling cabinet for my microwave stand and put wheels on everything because my floors are white and I put epoxy on them and I don't want them scratched. So the flooring that's on the ceiling I had 
and everybody kept saying, put it on the floor. And I was like, then I would have to buy a ceiling. I was like, I'm putting that floor right on the damn ceiling and paint this floor. Because everybody like, you did it. so shiny. Yes, I was like, I ain't got no money for all of that. So I used what I already had at home. Only thing I really spent money on was paint. Because I spray painted everything or painted it different. But I literally had most of the stuff that I just piecemealed together. I took my old coat rack, you know, the old coat rack, and yeah. made the towel rack in my bathroom. Because I was like, I ain't buying no towel racks <laughs> when I can use these coat racks. So, so tell me something with your DIY projects. I'm going to have to and listeners and viewers of our YouTube show, Two Funny Mamas. We have B Flat on here, who's uh, one of the just am most amazing comics. And she's a DIY expert and she does everything on. I don't want to call it cheap, but you do everything where it's like you don't spend a ton of money. So I, I want anybody, if you have any questions on how to do a DIY project, send them to us, Kim and I, and we're gonna have a, we're gonna have B flat back on to answer your questions. One of the things that I would like to know, B, because you have your own like that big saw. You got that big old saw that you can kill people with. Yes, I have four saws. <laughs> okay, and a trumpet. And a trumpet. My husband buys me tools for Christmas. I love it. I'd be so excited. <laughs> you should see our Christmas video. I'd be like, oh, not the mini sander. You bought me the mouse. I'd be like, oh. Girl, I'd be taking pictures with it. I'd be so happy. So I'm getting old. Yeah, I, I just love, love you. Stuff. You have the most eclectic taste. I haven't even asked you about your male testosterone. <laughs> but if like, what would you say to a person? Like, I always wanted to try like DIY projects at home, but I get so overwhelmed. Like, what what could I do to just start? Well, I guess it depends on what you consider DIY and what you consider a start. Like some people want to just take like a picture frame and add things to it, like, you know, spruce things up, spray paint it. Some people want all the picture frames in their house to match. So I suggest laying them out in the garage, maybe spray paint them all. One. It depends on what it is that you're trying to tackle. Because certain things require like taping off if you want your lines and your edges straight, where other things you can just sit at your desk and do as a craft project. So okay. it just depends. Like some people take candles and just decorate them if they just want to spruce up like an extra bathroom and go to the dollar store and just get, you know, like cheap candles and then buy nice things to like spruce them up for like a decorative, like a decorative candle in a bathroom windowsill or something like that. So it just depends on what type of project you're type, you know, trying to tackle. If you're trying to tackle stuff where you need to use tools and you don't have any, then that's not DIY. See what I'm saying? What is that? So it's nothing because you can't do it. If you don't have to. <laughs> if, wait, let me get back in the screen. If you don't have the tools, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to build me a, you know, it just depends on what it is. I've shown people how to make really nice bar stools out of uh, milk crates. How? By stacking them and locking them together with the tie so they don't move. And then you put the grips on the bottom. It's like a tape that you buy. And then you put the cushion on the top and you can tie it straight down. I put the grommets wow. on the end of some pill. Yeah, because some people don't have bar height and they can't afford them. I'm like, oh, you could take some really cute milk crates, get three of them that's bar height, 
32 inches and all you have to do is put a pillow on the top. You can spray paint them all one color or different colors and then you link them together and then they won't move. Kind of like if you're arrested and you got the little, what are them bands called when they arrest? Oh, the, tw the, the, the twisty ties. Yeah, you do the zip tie, you pull it all, and then you clip it so you can't see it, you know? And then you spray paint the whole thing. And wow. put the grips on the bottom so they don't slide on your floor. And you can plop right up on some crates. And sure. that literally costs like $10. <laughs> we need we need a beef at home DIY series under the Two Funny yes. Mamas banner. That's what we need. We need a I literally want to take a camera crew to Philly to interview B Flat about her DIY projects. When I tell you, I, I next time we we have to have a her just do a video tour of her basement. It looked crazy. You couldn't even go down there. It was just like I have the and old, I'm one of those you know, people. I got the before and after. You do got the before and after of all your pictures. <laughs> We're gonna have to show them yeah. because. I was like, I don't know what you're gonna do with that basement, B flat, <laughs> and it, you transformed it into truly a she cave. Like it is your personal retreat, and it's so beautiful and chic. And you did it all with like stuff people threw out, and your your mind that OCD and ADD just it works so exactly. well in tandem. And that's why I can't work with people, and that's why I told my husband we <laughs> fell out. I said I don't want you to help me because you can't help me because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm making it up as I go along. <laughs> he would just be standing around looking at me like, what you want me to do? I'd be like, nothing. You could videotape it. <laughs> so that's all he did. He videotaped everything. And I was like, I couldn't explain to him what I'm doing with the saw or the drill, or if I'm when I'm anchoring things to the wall and if it didn't work and I have to do it again and I got to repatch it. And he was like, I don't know what you do. I was like, I got this. I'll call you for the heavy stuff. <laughs> so he helped me put the bar up for the the thing and but the doors I laid them out I numbered them in my garage so I wouldn't get the pieces mixed up I brought them in here laid them out on the floor put them together I got all the videos and some of them are on my Instagram and on the frugal flip page okay so, yeah, so we're like, gonna oh I'm doing this. I need you to send like, all this information you guys send all of the information the links to Chris tonight because this podcast is coming out tomorrow at 12 o'clock okay. Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern Standard. And I want to have all of this up there so people can go and look at your flip okay. of your garage and what you've done for other people. Now I want to yes. ask you, I want to mm -hmm. ask you, I, I'm fascinated again by your marriage because you love Dennis. Dennis just loves you so much. Um, but you have a, 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 you're just like Kim Whitley, like I say all the time. You have a, a, a male energy. That's very strong. Do you agree? I do. I agree. I don't know where it comes from, but I guess that's just me. We're all made up of men and women, so I, we I think are. my male energy is stronger. I think, no, well, I think I, I see your feminine energy all the time. You are very, very feminine. But when you need to get things done, because you book a lot of comics, you're all about your business. That's why I like you. You, yeah. you truly are a boss because you're so about your business, B. And you don't play around. <laughs> B was complaining one time, Chris. She books <laughs> comics all over the world. That's another side of business that she has. And she complains that a lot of the comics don't have passports because they didn't been to prison. Right, <laughs> they don't have ID to travel. That burns her up. <laughs> it burns me up. It does. I'll be having them on my list. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's 
So Cause it's not professional. How you trying to be worldly and be around? You can't even go nowhere. Do you, <laughs> do you enjoy being on both sides of that, B? I do, because like Sherry said, I'm a boss and I like to run things and I also like to know how they're run. I don't like to run people. So I always say to myself, I'm a boss, but I'm not bossy. No, I totally believe in people having autonomy, creativity, free thought, do that. Even when I have people that work for me, they know I'm just really cool. I'm not, I'm not like a diva, like I need all of this, but when I want things done right, like if, if it's a task that has to be right, like some paperwork involved, I ain't about <laughs> bullshitting on that. Now like, CV, I'll be I like, am you the know what, give it to me. I knew I should have did it my damn self. <laughs> That's what I would say. That's I that. am now I am a boss, but I am the total antithesis of you. Because as you were talking, I was thinking Chris is going, okay, Sherry's bossy as hell. She never gives me no autonomy. She don't let me do nothing. <laughs> you know what? I like to learn from other people. And then I'm always thinking about my voice. I just like to read. This is the male side of me. The deep voice, the mustache. Oh. My mom was gonna name me Tony. <laughs> oh gosh! You know so I try to keep it balanced because, believe me, all the time I get on the phone, and even comedians when they see my name, they think I'm a man, and then when they hear my voice, they'd be like, "Sir," I'd be like, "Damn it, I am not a sir." They'd be like, "Sorry, sir." Then I'm like, you what do I say? So it's one of those things where it's like. Oh, I have to be ultra extra feminine because my voice is so deep and raspy. It's nothing I can do about it. No matter where I go, people know my voice. And I've had people yes. come up to me at the gas station. They'd be like, you that comedian, I know your voice. And then I'd be like, who I sound like, Eddie Griffin or Eddie Murphy? So. <laughs> B, when you're, booking, when you're booking comics, since you are so particular, Name yes. names if you feel like it, but you don't have to. Who ha mm -hmm. do you have a story of someone just absolutely letting you down or just blowing it for something? Because you kind of put your neck out on the line when you when you're booking people places. Uh, you don't have to name anybody. You know what it is. I don't. I'm not necessarily going to name anybody because I don't necessarily believe in second chances. Mm. Ooh, when it comes to. <laughs> Ooh. You doing your business, and this is all you do. So I'm gonna put it in these in this context. I'm a full time comedian. I don't have nothing else to do other than get ready for a show and a flight. That's all I do. So there's no way I don't miss flights. Cherry, as long as you know me, I don't miss flights. I either can't make it flight. or whatever, but I don't miss. I, I can't ever say. I have missed a flight one time, and that's because my manager made me miss the flight. So if I am booking you and you miss a flight, and then you don't make an attempt to try to get on the next flight, or you ain't even at the time, oh, you booked it too early, mm -hmm. then I just be like, oh, don't worry about it. I just won't call you anymore. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not gonna argue with you about, oh, I need the money back because we spent it on the flight, and da 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 da. I always get tickets that are transferable into other people's names. It may cost more, but that's a, a cost a promoter has to absorb because I feel like this, you never know what you're dealing with. And that's what if we have to get a replacement? So when I get a replacement, I'm like, we already got a ticket. We can transfer it to, we need you to get here because so-and-so didn't get up and catch the flight. 
And that's just mm-hmm. how I move. So I don't, especially if you telling me that's all you do. Now, if you be like, oh, be, I got two jobs. I'm doing the best I can. But this is all you do. You out hanging late at night, not being professional, not getting up. Oh, I had a gig. I ain't get in till midnight. I've had plenty of gigs. I ain't had to get into midnight, but I always make my four o'clock. I be at the airport. I never miss my flight either. Flight. Exactly. So that's just how I, I get, roll. If like I get anxious, I get anxiety uh, if I'm not at that airport. I'm not one of those ones who can rush in and and 30 minutes, you know, get to my gate. I got to get there an hour before so I can sit down, decompress, relax, and that's just at the gate. Exactly. I, I want to be one of the first ones to be in line, whatever group I'm boarding in. Like, I don't like to rush. I take into account uh, traffic, uh-huh. all of that. All I of never that. miss flights and I and I get irritated. Like, let me tell you about Kim Whitley. Kim, when she travels, is always running late. Uh-huh. We could be leaving at 1130 and at 11, she's like, girl, I'm still putting my eyelashes on. Tell them to hold on. Just tell them to hold the plane. It's so much anxiety when I travel with Kim. And then when we get there, B, when people recognize her, Kim stops and talks to every person. And she don't just say hi. Like, I say hi, and I keep it moving. Kim, like, goes, how's your grandmama doing? What's your auntie doing? (laughs) It's so much, I panic. And so now when we travel together, I say we need our own flights. We need our own car service. We need we need a different hotel yeah. room. I'm I don't want to be near Kim when she travels because she's like a whirlwind. I'm gonna buy her some weed because I want her to be like you. And Sherry, you know how I am. Even when I'm at your house, all my stuff is always organized. Neat. I don't like whirlwind anything. And Chris, this is how ruthless I am. Let's hear it. My husband was banned from coming to my shows for two years. <laughs> oh! He cut up. Sherry, you know that? Because he cut up in Indianapolis. And when we got back to the hotel, I said to the people, I need to get another room for him. <gasps> Wait, why? And he, because something happened at the show that he didn't uh-huh. like but it's not for him because it's Uh, my show. So you're stepping into my world. Ain't for you to step in and say nothing. And Dennis, so I said, you can't come to no more of my shows. And Dennis will tell you when we were in Mexico or was it Cancun? One of them, they up there talking about where your husband at? Cause he talking about, uh, wait a minute. I said, they not waiting for you. I'm the one that got to be in the lobby. So when I came down, and he wasn't in the lobby. They was like, "Where?" I said, we not waiting on Dennis. We got to go. Because I'm getting paid to do my show. And You left your husband? Upset. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because you're not, I'm here to work. We're not waiting mm-hmm. on you. I'm not going to be that motherfucker. They be like, every time be flashing, be making. No, baby. You, you didn't even got to come to the show. But we worked all that out early in my career. You know how I roll? Because this is my business. And you stepped into, I do not, he personal trains strippers to old people. I ain't seen none of them. Don't care what they look like. I see the money. I don't interfere with his business. 
he don't, you're not going to be coming and trying to argue with a promoter or say you don't like something. And uh, this ain't your show. You're giving me the creeps just talking because you nailed it. And good on him for being intellectually like that he could, he could grow from that moment. Yes. Because Sherry, can you imagine, you can probably think of the comic now if they do have that significant other or annoying person, like that's not their duty. You're not there for that. Exactly. And all they do is just put a bad vibe in the room and you guys are there to laugh. Exactly. And it's, they take it personal and you can't take your personal life and business, all that shit to the stage. You're there to work. You're not supposed to bring all that to the nine to five. So that's you can't true. Come. Thank you. If you can't come sit in the audience and girl, my husband be at so many shows. Uh, he'd be in the back. I don't even be knowing where he at. <laughs> because that's he, a trip he don't I have broken up with men I've broken up with men who that's why I never like dating anybody that saw me do stand up because mm. men I don't know how the women get but the men get very territorial uh -huh. and then they feel like they're the big kahuna and they want to come in the clubs that you're working in and they want to start freaking flexing mm. their chest and telling people what they like and what they don't like and what they're now all of a sudden my girl don't like this now mm. you speaking oh, for no. me and i i, I cannot stand that but men tend to do that which is why i never bring my man i don't like I'm my not, man any bring him just like they be saying you gotta check ain't no such thing as checking them but I'm letting you know, you stepped into my world. I've been working before I met you. I've been working almost before you was born. So you can't be coming up in here <laughs> trying to tell people or like, I'll, I'll wait on me, wait on, you're gonna make me late for my show. So therefore, and the funny thing is when we flew back, I didn't sit next to him. I changed my seat. Oh, wow. You angry. punished him. You because punished him. angry. And the fact that you embarrassed me at mm. my job. I'm not having that. You got loud over something that ain't got nothing to do with you. Ooh. So I said, okay, I got something for that. <laughs> I'm dipping that in the bud <laughs> right now. Well, you can't. Okay, but then, didn't never. Okay, but then what? Chris, were you going to say something? Uh, I was just going to mention, you can't expect. So you, you're clocked in. And just because people are laughing and having fun, people don't view that as sitting in a boardroom. But that's your boardroom. And that's where you're Thank at. You. And you're there to put on a show. And this podcast is a version of you're not playing characters, but you're going to laugh about certain things. You're going to tell certain things you wouldn't right. tell in a normal conversation. And it's, you know, it's to have fun and, and go with it. You can't expect that significant other or friend or whomever to even know the game. But if they exhibit those signs, you do immediately, you have to be like, you, what you don't understand is going to hurt me slash us. Yeah. See, when you don't nip stuff early, I feel like it, uh, it will come out in the long run. And then you have resentment and all this other stuff that you ain't even got to go through all that. When you lay it out how you are as a person, the people the people don't either deal with it or not. That's you know, it's a little it. hard because we do stand up and uh -huh. you more so than I. But I think when people see stand up, they don't look, excuse me, they don't look at it as work. It's because it's so uh -huh. much fun and it's about the laughter, but it is a business. Like those people and comics who are successful, they know it's a business and there's a way right. that you treat it. But I think some people have a hard time because it just looks like so much fun and they think you're having fun. 
and when they well, get around I you, Beverly, you don't play. Mm-hmm. Oh, they know don't play. Everybody say I'm funny. They say you. They say, girl, you funny, but you not fun. <laughs> I know. You ain't telling me nothing. I don't know about myself. Oh. I don't play. <laughs> I don't play about trying to get my chips. That's a half accurate description. You ain't fun. You funny, but you ain't fun. Cause you are a lot of fun. You know when to be fun, and we, we laugh all the time. But my you sister, like people in my family, say that a lot. Cause they like you're always so serious. I was like, y'all act like I was the class clown. I'm smarter than all y'all. <laughs> I never was. Oh, he he ha ha ha. <laughs> smart and intelligent. I was never like silly. That was my brother. I was always about my business and in organizations and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. I was the class president, the Black Student Alliance president, the debate club president, on the board, of, uh, the committee of Twitter, all that stuff that you do in high school. I did that. So I knew how to have fun, but I was always a serious student that smoked. <laughs> Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. <laughs> I could never get in trouble because they'd be like, she's so smart. She never misses school. She do this. We know she'd be smoking weed in the girls' bathroom, but ah, uh, what would we do? But B, <laughs> this is what's interesting to me because you pick, it's like you and Kim are so much alike because Kim, her entire family is architects uh-huh. and engineers. Her uh-huh. dad, you know, Kim is from Cleveland. Her father and his identical twin brother built a lot of the big uh, things in Cleveland built the uh-huh. uh, the uh-huh. baseball stadium. Her brothers are both architects. Her aunt is an architect, and Kim is a comic. You graduated with like two degrees <laughs> in art. You know fine art. You are a painter. I've seen your art. Why are you a stand-up comic? You could you have the a degree where you could go to museums and be the director, the person who buys all the art curator a curator yes. <laughs> did you see how, how you, did you satisfied this, with herself minute, she was <laughs> did you get the c's wrong like curator now, comment you know what are you dyslexic when I, here, when I moved here i wanted to be a curator of a museum and that's why i moved here i used to teach ceramics at moore college of arts which is the sister school to where i graduated Bond college in st louis but uh, it's funny, when I worked at that law firm, everybody saw working with those lawyers at Meserock, because you know I worked at the fil- firm where they filmed the movie Philadelphia. And working at Meserov, Gelman, Jaffe, Kramer, and Jameson, it was funny. And they used to frustrate me. I used to talk about them so bad. And everybody in the office used to be like, girl, you funny. You, I was like, this shit ain't funny. They don't know what the hell they do. <laughs> oh my God, they used to drive me crazy. So when I used to do the Unilaw meetings, which was like a 10, um, 10 law firms around the U.S. We used to meet in the Poconos every four months to do these retreats to bridge uh, gaps between the partners and the associates. And I used to host them. It would be a roast. So the partners were roasted. And oh they were like, girl, you should be. And everybody used to say it because they would see something in me. You know how people, they say people can see something in you you may not see in yourself. So they were like, girl, you should be a comedian because you're so funny. You'd be killing us talking about them, the uh, partners at the law firm and just everybody in there. I used to talk about they ass, how they used to get on my nerve. And my boss in the wheelchair, I'd be like, I don't give a damn. Be in a wheelchair. <laughs> that was what I thought. I'm like, I need a ride. 
He don't give me no ride. <laughs> about go get him some lunch. He been getting lunch. I was like, I ain't going to get him shit. They used to be. <laughs> I was horrible. That's why I was like, I need to be my own boss. I can't work for people because I don't know how to act in a corporate setting. I mean, I know how to, but my, I was like, I can't do this. I can't have all of this. That's why I had to quit. I was like, I'm just going to do what I do. So I became a comedian. <laughs> like, did you, I run because my you're own such, you so right brain. Did you research Rita Rutner, the comic? She's got a residency in Vegas. She's very, she holds the microphone like this and she talks and she tells her jokes. Vic, She's she's brilliant to me. I love Rita Rutner. She used to be a ballerina, and she mm -hmm. saw that as a ballerina, your 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 career span is short, and you could make money being a stand up. She got into stand up comedy purely for for financial reasons because the lifespan is long for a comic, and she's quite mm -hmm. successful at it. So for you being so right brain and very mm -hmm. um, me me methodical and very strategic. Was that how it was with comedy when you went, so I became a comic? No, because I knew that I wasn't gonna work from no, for nobody. So when I quit my job, I was already doing stuff. I was writing for Source Magazine, writing for ESPN Magazine, doing graphic works. I designed the Roots first uh, Chronic CD, not Chronic, they're black CD cover. When they were over in England. Yes, I did a lot. And I, it's all in my portfolio. So I used to do all this from my room, from my house and go out and do stand up, open mic, and do my graphic work. Cause you know, I'm an artist. So I'd be like, and that was old school when I used to use Quark programs. I was like, I am going to make me some money. I used to design weed cards for people in my neighborhood, business cards, everything, Sherry. I was working with the hustlers. The rich people, my old, my best friend used to date the Roots manager back when they were here in Philly. And she was like, they need a CD cover. They're gonna be in England. It's called Organics, that's the name of it. Their first CD cover is all black. And it's actually in the Source magazine. I had to design the whole ad. I still have it, like in my little collection, but we're I was doing have, all that kind of stuff. stuff I, want, I want Chris to put it up too. So you, if you have I, it, send it. I have it. I can take pictures of stuff like that. I have all the stuff that I was doing, you know, to make, to bring, I was doing trips to the Newport Jazz Festival, bus trips, anything to keep my money source going. And then when it started picking up with comedy, I was like, oh, I can't do all this anymore. Let me just get on the road. But I did comedy on a dare. And then it turned out to be, oh, I can, I'm always one of those, if you say I can't do it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so when you're I've on stage, been that way. Uh -huh. when you're on stage, I sit in awe watching you because first of all, it's it's scary getting on stage in front of a crowd. If they see you sweat, they will eat you alive. I've never seen you bomb. I've never. I've you're high energy. You have people hitting the floors with their feet. I can hear the thunder. Of and I sit and watch you and go. How do you do, do you get scared when you get on stage? Always. Always How do you because, that? Uh, I think, you know what it is? I'm always nervous backstage because I never, I can't walk out blindly to an audience. That's why people be like, oh, be backstage. I gotta know who's out there. 
So that's why I kind of like sit in the back of the theater and get a feel. If I can know who's there, that calms me down. Because I, ne- Sherry, you know my material. You know I don't have a set. I never know what, what? I'm going to do until I, I don't have a set. I never know what I'm going to do on the stage <laughs> until I see the people. Because everything, all material, don't apply to everybody. So I'm always able to switch up. So if I can peep out and be like, that calms my nerve as long as I know who's out there. If if you are you calling are you calling this crowd work or are you saying you pull from an infinite source of of your I pull jokes? from an infinite source That's of my what it jokes, is. which okay. is like four you don't hours do crowd work. of material. That's I don't wild. do crowd work. She she no, doesn't do crowd work. I, no. The club that I, when I met B Flat back <laughs> 20 years ago in Cleveland, and this is, and Kim Whitley is involved in this. Kim was supposed to be performing. This was the ghettoest night at this one club. It was ghetto beyond the It was ghetto. ghetto. And it Kim was, yes. this is, Kim was uh, filming Curb Your Enthusiasm. So she called me. I was, was doing the vagina monologue. Yes. Yeah, didn't I tell and you it was I was 20 doing, years ago, Sherry. It was about 20 years. I don't, yeah, her Kirby yes. enthusiasm. And so she, uh, I was doing the vagina monologues like uh, 10 minutes away at a theater. And she said, Sherry, I'm supposed to do this club. Can you do it for me? I was like, yeah, okay. And I'm talking like this. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. And um, I walked in that club and it was like in a boxing ring or something, B, <laughs> that we like were in. It it had the railing in the front of it, like your outside railing that you would have on the right surrounded the stage. And it was, it was in the round. round. Like everybody yeah, it was, bad. It was in the round. It was bad. Everybody yes. was around us. So it was in the round, yes. which I had never done before. And so I went up before B flat and I bombed like crazy because I got up on stage and I didn't read the crowd. See, when B talks about she has to like look at her crowd and know your crowd, it's something to be said because you gotta know who you're talking to. Talk I just to. went up and I was like, Hey everybody, how are you? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Boo. And so I began to do all of my jokes. You ever been to Disneyland and it's too much and then everybody wants to eat the food and I was like, I am not doing... I bombed. I bombed so bad. And then I was like so depressed but I stayed because I didn't know how I was going to get home and I stayed and they announced (laughs) B-flat and this woman walked up with this short hair. She was gorgeous because it it just was she are gorgeous. I'd never seen a comic with short hair and she was so confident and sexy and she got up on that stage and she just started talking about getting high, not liking people with kids. She did another joke where she said, you ever been so high? You see ants crawling and you like, or like you looking at the microwave and you think it's the ATM machine, something crazy like that. Yeah, you, you messing my jokes all up, but they crazy. Uh, no, I said I'll be high and watch ants carry stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I literally- And be getting stuff for them to carry. And be getting stuff for the ants to carry because you so yes, high. Yes, I did, yes. <laughs> and I sat there all night and I was like, who is this woman? I couldn't get enough of this woman named B-flat. And that crowd was rough and she killed. Killed. I had fun in there, Sherry. You know I like a good ghetto crowd. I had a horrible time. Cleveland. But you know, it's so funny because I was so amazed to meet you. 
and we've been tight ever since. And I was all like, oh my God, Sherry Shepard is on the show. I was like, don't nobody even know me. I was like, oh Lord, I'm gonna go up here. Because someone else was on the show that was a little more, that was known. I can't remember who the other female was. I still I have that remember. photo. And then there was that that weird girl from Cleveland. I can't remember who she was, but she was weird. It's, it's but, rude, of you, rude of you to talk about Kim like that when she's not here. <laughs> no, it wasn't Kim. No, it wasn't Kim. It was some other girl. She was from Cleveland, but she was kind of off. Well, whatever the case is, Sherry and I clicked ever since because I kept saying, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to go up here and get these people to listen. And, and it was you just did. weird. You did, did from the moment you got on stage, you, you, and you weren't, and that, what I love about you is you weren't afraid to go there. You just, no. went, you were not shy. You just went to the place that you went to. And so when, if, if you were to give advice to someone saying, I think I'm funny, how do I do what you do? What would you say? Well, I think I'm funny. And the first thing that, lets me know I'm funny is like, and you know, I write, I have a lot of stickies. I write every day. Is if I laugh out loud at something just crazy and it's like, oh, that's brilliant. I gotta write that down or that's funny. Or, But a lot of times everything that we think is funny is not funny, but you have to just go out and try it because nobody knows. It's your stuff. They may have never heard it or whatever. You just go out and do it. And Sherry, you know me, I have been recording my shows ever since I stepped on stage from the mini disc to whatever, I still record my shows so that I can listen to them. So that's one thing I do. I encourage people to just listen and see what works. Cause a lot of times we are funny and we do improv. And a lot of times we say stuff we don't even remember. And then you be like, Oh, I know I said something funny on stage. and Damn. I can't remember what it was. And well, when you listen to your tape, you can be like, Oh, that was funny. I need to add to that. So that's what I've been doing all these years. I, I'm always reviewing my material at least twice a week. I've been doing it since my, my career, just listening to a show that I've just done. Sometimes I listen to it in the car and I'd be like, damn, I can't believe I said that. Or I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You know, like some stuff, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'll be like, oh, I was wrong for that. But it helps me to get better because I really listen to where people are laughing and like falling out. And then like, I expand yes. on that. Like I've expanded on my joke about when the brother have a stroke and dating these young girls. And now you can't even do face recognition on your phone. Because <laughs> you up there worried about me and my young husband. I, I don't know none of us that are our age that have had a stroke. But most of our male friends have had strokes. So I told them they need to start teaching these young girls how to recognize the signs of the stroke. You're not mentally rocking. <laughs> You're not doing the Harlem Shake. You're not doing the stanky leg. You're having a stroke. Mm, mm, so mm. Let, <laughs> let her know the signs. It's oh, gosh. Yeah. Sherry, do you think there's any part of B's life that she doesn't have exact control of? If you had to guess. Oh that God. she doesn't have control yeah. over? Is there, do you think there's anything in her life that she's like, eh, she actually takes it easy in this one thing? I think B seems very easygoing and it be it is because she's so methodical. I can't think of an area where it's like it's just she just lets loose. But 
when she does have to let loose, it's usually because it's somebody else making her. Like she, right. it's like planned. It's like planned program. They're screw up, and so she can't stick uh, by the book of how right. she does things. <laughs> but you know what? I do let loose. Like I'm really laid back. Yeah, and that's one thing. And I'm such an introvert, and everybody thinks I'm an extrovert. I've always been an introvert. Like I don't have to be around people. I don't, I, I love being by myself. I love doing everything by myself. So I'm trying to break out of that box. And that's where my husband helps me break out of that box. Cause we do everything together from doo doo What's some morning. of the stuff? What? What do y'all like, do together I'll to wait. keep? Oh, go, In go the ahead. Morning, I sit on the tub, we smoke. And he takes a dunk, and then oh. when he gets up, I oh, sit down, man. and then no. he sits on the tub, and we talk to each other. And I'm like, oh, thank you for keeping the seat warm. It's, oh. it's so warm. Please tell me you okay, flush, you flush in between changeovers. Yeah, we'll flush in between the changeover, but okay, we've been you. doing it since we started dating. What is okay, I'm a, I used to have, a, I used to have a, a chair hanging in my bathroom just so he could take it off the wall it was a little stool so that we could talk to each other while we were in the bathroom in the morning drinking coffee whatever Ugh. we have the okay, greatest I'm a, conversation I'm a, can i interrupt you for a second and i guess yes, this is ma'am. because you've been married a long time i'm a single woman and even when i was married i never ever kim and you and kim are sisters because she will go to the bathroom with a man sitting in there. She don't care. And I says, look, you and her, y'all pretty bitches. Y'all always, if you was ugly, you would not be doing that bullshit. And men wouldn't put up with it. But because you pretty, you and Kim are pretty. Y'all think y'all get away with that mess because you pretty. And I I say it all the time. It's not mess. You know what? I grew up with four brothers. And to this day, when I'm home, Girl, I'll be sitting right on the toilet. My daddy come in the bathroom and brush oh, What is happening here? <laughs> and I'll I... be like, can you hear me that? Magazine <laughs> over there. <laughs> and then like, my other brother, Lawrence, he'll take a shower. He'll be in the shower. I'm like, Lawrence, I'm coming in there. Take a He'd be like, you can't even wait till I get out. I'd be like, no. <laughs> hold, hold on i'm gonna call my assistant really quickly edie can you get the number of my therapist in, in texas to be flat? look we all this girl that said she'd take a dump while her brother's a shower <laughs> yes and they groan as hell they hate it and then like i'd be having the door wide open because i like to talk to my daddy and he came here so he'll be in the room he'll be in his bedroom and I'll be yelling out the bathroom, and then Lawrence will come past and slam the door. And I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll kick the door back open. I'll be like, don't close the door. I'm talking to Pop. He'll be like, oh. close the door, you stink. I'll be like, yeah, ain't nothing new. You smell me all your life. Okay, maybe I'm doing something wrong because no, I've never let a man married or otherwise see me go to the bathroom and do a number two it's that's out of the question i feel I like believe you have, it. because i feel like sometimes men need to know, not know some things about you some stuff just got to stay special like they need to not know that i've never i will walk to the gas station and use their bathroom before i go in his apartment or his home never oh, no no i'm not fronting like that i'm human <laughs> i don't give a damn and if you and I don't like to close the door because I like to see what's going on. <laughs> I want to see where you at. 
Mm. And I want to talk to you. Oh my so if you gosh. ain't coming in here with me, I'm yelling out the bathroom. Girl. I got something to say. <laughs> when oh, you I'm come over to my house, you come yeah. into my house, you can't, the bedroom that I'm putting you in has its own bathroom. And if you're sitting <laughs> on the toilet, you can't see nobody, okay? And Jeffrey, I'm specifically no. put you. <laughs> now, see, That's all I need is Jeffrey walking by. House, right. I close the doors only because Alexis follows me everywhere I go. The dog. Dog in the bathroom with me. You got a dog? Alexis didn't follow. Yes, she got two my dog. dogs. Her dog. Oh, your dog. I was like, there is no way B would have a dog. No. No way. I wouldn't have no dogs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I knew it. No, I could I tell. I barely got plants. Yeah. We don't have no animals. <laughs> and I don't OCD. Yeah. That dog would got, have to stay no. in a one by one square. Your dog, the dog, Your dog would have outside. a nervous break. And look, you so black, you so black, you so Philly. <laughs> that dog will be outside. Sherry, <laughs> that you know, I felt your dog. I love your dog, but I would be scared to have. I don't like dogs in my house. And you know, my dogs I are mean, everywhere. My dog's I in know, the kitchen. And your dog and the, follows me. And that's the only reason why I closed the bathroom door. <laughs> It's because of and my dog sitting right there, and I have an Italian <laughs> mastiff who's a, she's a hundred and thirty pounds, and she looks like the demon from hell. So when she stares at you on the toilet, she just looks at you. <laughs> Sounds like nah, but I can't imagine not being able to be me or who you are with a person that you have to live with. I just can't. I can't imagine that. I just, and I guess so that's then, probably why we're perfect for each other. But he ain't the only person I shit around. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. All my boyfriends had to door open. If you don't like it, go home. This is my house. <laughs> and I'm going to do this over your house. I am. I the drops. Oh, geez. Only because you pretty. Only because you pretty. No, this I is what I want to know. I can't get rid of them. Sherry, you know why? If you be yourself, you can't get rid of men. Because they really be like, can't. she playing. You can't. I can't and get I'm gonna tell rid you, of them. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I know this. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know why I know this? Because Chris is in love with Kim Whitley. And she say the foulest mm-hmm. things. And he is more in love oh. with Kim Whitley. <laughs> everything she said sometimes she'll say stuff so nasty and I'm like you have lost Chris forever and this ninja comes around and he's like I need more so yeah I understand (laughs) I'm not saying you be yeah but I don't I just be me and my husband be like I love every bit of you I be like look I ain't even brushed my teeth today or yesterday (laughs) and he just be kissing all on me I said, I know you love me I said I just smoked two joints and had coffee (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, you just be kissing all on me. Be like, oh, oh God. God. My head but is hurting so bad. Girl, I I just, I have to just be me and have a person allow me to just, and that's probably why we get along. Because my, my, Dennis just as crazy as I am. But he allows me to just be me. He's not a jealous man. He's not, he's just laid back. And that's what I love about him. And he's so loving and romantic and, He's a, he's the last of the chivalry is dead. Like he remembers all the stuff I don't remember. <laughs> like our so tell me something. and stuff like that. Dennis, I know Dennis loves you. He he really does. Where are you going? Is that what the old, I have hey. to go get my bat. I'm sorry. It's saying low low battery. I'm just going to get my charger. Oh boy. I swear I thought that was Kim Whitley for a minute. I was like she didn't walked out the frame. Right. 
she also she has there. the old school she has the old uh, missouri license plates from the 80s so and 90s. do hanging on my wall so i'm <laughs> staying in the frame where the frame you I'm write it in the frame you can just get the charger <laughs> i'm going to get my charger <laughs> What is happening? Be flat. We're gonna, I'm we're gonna. You. She's gonna walk in the room, and you won't see it. And it's gonna be, you be Dennis is gonna be in some sex swing or something. I'm staying in the frame. I'm staying in the frame. I gotta turn around. Okay, good because I want to ask you some. Uh, Chris brought up something really funny that I want to ask yes. you about. You got okay. your charger, boo? Yes, ma'am. How are you doing with time? Because I'm having such a good time with you. Girls, nine o'clock. My dinner been sitting up there since five thirty. I ain't even ate yet. Of course, yet. he made her dinner. And my husband. See now, here. That's the thing. He waits on me to eat. Oh. And he'll wait. He did it last time. One time, I didn't get off the podcast till like midnight, and he was asleep, but he didn't eat. Cause we eat oh. together, we sleep together, we tent, we pitch tent and camp out in the living room together. We take a shower Why? together. We. Because Why are you on pitching Fish Nasty Because it's fun. It's like we camping. <laughs> so during COVID, we would throw the sheets over the lights and blow up the air mattress and act like we in Saudi Arabia. We like we a sheik, you a sheik, and I. <laughs> and we, <laughs> yeah. Mar marijuana does have effects on people. Okay, this isn't just love. That's just weed. That's just weed. So is it safe to say that y'all role play? No. That, that's the one thing we don't oh, do. We okay. don't do that. Wow. Ain't that crazy to say all of that? Now, the funny thing is, oh, I hate this new phone. Wait a minute. I think I got that splitter where you could plug the, the oh, God. Did you make it tough. yourself? This, no. <laughs> Great question, Cher. Yeah, I should I have. A paper I'm clip. sorry. I'm looking for my splitter where I can plug my headphone and the thing in at the same time. This piece right here. <laughs> <laughs> so the phone won't go. <laughs> Sound like somebody smoking. <laughs> oh, I might as well be. So why don't you? Why don't you? You, you guys can pretend like you're two sheiks. Hold on, I'm a... putting in the thing. <laughs> Booyah. Okay. If you hello? two can pretend like, look, we can hear you. Now you can't hear me. Yes, oh, we can. You can hear me? Yes. It's I not... can't hear you. I want B-flat to move to L.A. I, I want her and Dennis, but she's so happy. Right? No, I want that's her not to... necessarily true. I heard that. Oh, here we talking. go. All right. <laughs> here, here, jump back into frame and you're good. Okay, you did. I was saying I frame. want you to move to L.A., you and Dennis. I want to move you... to L.A., but I need to have an opportunity. I can't just up and jump. I know. Like if somebody said, oh, come here and work six weeks, or whatever, I would do it. He know it and be out. And, and that's what I'm praying that. You need, yeah, but I, I want that opportunity it. to happen for you, cause it will. She's so you can see how funny she is. Shit. And then they're like, "Oh, we'll bring you out, and you just stay for six weeks and shoot or tape a show." People do so much stuff from all over. That's why I was really I hoping Black Don't. When they did Black Don't Crack, we did the pilot up. I told the showrunner about you and I was like that's why I was one of the reasons I was so disappointed that it didn't get picked up because I was like it's so funny B flat any role on here but you too what? good girl 
what's the well, B flat? So you do, yes. you do the business side, you do the performance side. Like what is, um, and I know you'd end up having 50 jobs anyway, cause that's what everybody does. But like, right. what's, what's the apex of what you're, you're trying like, where, where are you going to like, what's, if you get that, if you get the perfect job or the perfect project, what's that mean? The perfect project for me is my two hour, one woman show on HBO, Netflix, uh, my original songs, all my crazy material, sophisticated ignorance. That's my perfect project with my live band, family band. Oh, I'm sorry to be looking around. I'm trying to find my high flash. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you lost your town. We see. Girl, we need. I'm about to have a heart attack. Can't find my high flash rig. You see one of my eyebrows come off. You we need my, beef. I gotta, you we need B flat hot flash rags on the on the two funny mamas oh, no. web store. Yeah, we uh-huh. we got to do a hot flash rag. You mind? <laughs> I, honey, I got my flash files. You know, I take a picture of all of my. I got the hot flash files. It's called flash files, and that's slow motion. How you see the sweat develop. <laughs> Can we do a hot flash <laughs> rag with picture B and just give her some commission? <laughs> I gotta be called a flash rag. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm telling you, people would buy that flash rag. Yeah, that's Girl, they that's should the because the everybody running out here getting these hormone shots and looking crazy. And all these steroids, they ain't doing all that. Okay, good. I this is this is what I wanted to ask you. This yes. is what I wanted to ask you. When you talk about hormone shots, you know they have mm. things be Okay, and I'm gonna be transparent here. We have done a couple lives, Chris, Kim Whitley, and I, and I've laughed mm-hmm. so hard. You know what happened? I've laughed so hard, my uterus pushed, and oh, I just I let loose. <laughs> oh wow! That's very that, that. that's big of you. That's big of you to bring it up. Yeah, way to own it. I'm glad I just got a high flash. Uh-uh. I let loose and it was so funny. Kim's, I'm gonna have to send you the clip because I jumped up trying to hold it, but I couldn't. It was it was everywhere. And Kim Whitley's face as she looked at her chair. She was Ooh. so mad at me. Mad. <laughs> she was so mad. And she said, I'm not giving you no more clothes because when you did it the last time, you didn't bring my clothes back. <laughs> the- and so this is what I want to ask you. So now these doctors are doing these, you know, they're doing like laser resurfacing of your coochie area. They're mm. doing laser shots. They call them O shots where they give you a, a shot where you can have orgasms. It's so many things. How do you feel about all that? I'm sure they got a shot for hormone, you know, hot flashes, well, they, but. See, that's the thing. They got a shot for everything. And I don't like none of that because it's not natural. And you don't need no shot for orgasm. My grandma said, if you don't turn you on, that's what it is. <laughs> Coochie <laughs> always work. <laughs> it might just take longer to get a But ain't no such thing as dry coochie. It's it just that person don't turn you on. My husband turns me on. I'm 52. Okay, so what if you're with a person that doesn't turn you on and you and you want to be prepared for him? No man wants to be in the Sahara Desert and <laughs> don't think he can turn a woman. On. I I don't look at it like you got to be prepared for him. He got to be prepared for you. 
What is he talking about? What sound like she running for president? He got to be prepared for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get, I don't, I guess I don't get that because I don't know. Women go through all that and they make them feel insecure about their body. And I think if you just let stuff happen naturally and play around and do other different things instead of always rushing or feeling like you have to be ready. But how do you be ready? Sex is something you just do. Because when I think about, look at it like when you were younger, you didn't be like, oh, let me get ready. You'd be doing it. (laughs) You would just be doing it. I think that our bodies when we were younger were different. I think as we get old, as women, as we age and we get, you know, into more of our wives' years, our body changes. Uh, it's natural changes. I think sometimes it's yeah. harder for us to get there. Half the time, we don't be, be thinking about it. If we fall asleep before we get off, it just it's just those are the natural, the evolution of our body. And so it's just natural that sometimes you're not as lubricated as you were when you were 19, wow. 20, and 23. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that because all, you know, all my girlfriends, they, they don't know ain't nobody buying no KY jelly and they got the little party, they got their little toys and stuff. But I honestly believe like most of my girlfriends that I talk to that are going through menopause, they honestly feel like it's who they're with, their partner. Okay. So I guess it would be different if you don't have nobody because then you got to get ready, ready. But it's like they take longer. You see what I'm saying? It's not that they don't. But see, then too, Sherry, we, we don't date old men. You know, we date younger men. They they got time. They can wait. They not still tight. They ain't got. They not on no time limit. Oh gosh! <laughs> so they got the patience. So I, I guess it just depends on who you're dating, because if you're doing it in that 35, 40 range. You know they're more patient. They can, but if you do the older dude, they you on the time limit. They on time limit. Everything got to work. <laughs> Peeled and ran out. So you know. Oh gosh. But most of my girlfriends say they just take longer. It's like more foreplay. Right. You know, that's Absolutely. what it is. But see, that's I guess it just depends on who you're dealing with. If they don't have the time for that, they just trying to. But if they really turn you on, you still have the quickies. Uh, I think we had a comment. I wish I had my uh-huh. papers. Uh, people have sent us. And if again, if you send us questions, we will put it to Beverly and our relationship coach. We've been trying to book her. Uh, she, her schedule's been full. <laughs> but I love the advice that, that B-flat, and her, her name is Beverly. I call her Beverly, too. So if y'all wonder who I'm talking to, that B-flat gives. So I remember one uh, comment from one of our listeners, B, mm-hmm. was she said, what advice would you give to a woman in her 50s who was like, you know, out, she's, uh, uh, you know, out in the in the market, a little uh-huh. bit shy, don't know how to do this new dating thing with sex and you know, how, what advice would you give her? Well, I want people to stop looking at it as like this new dating thing because dating okay. is not new. And when it all boils down, there are new ways to get to dating. But when you actually get there, regardless if you do it through an app or not, you see what I'm saying? Your natural senses still kick in since Adam and Eve people not been hooking up. And if Match.com and all this other stuff was working, then everybody would be married 
Everybody wouldn't have, you see what I'm saying? That's how they make their money, because it don't work. It's still about the chemistry. I would advise her, just like you, open up your, don't just stick to your one group of, or whatever you're used to. You know, date outside of your race. Open up your, you know, your experiences to be around different people. Now that COVID, I guess, is like more people are getting back. I don't, I personally don't believe in apps. I never was into dating sites. I don't believe in that only because you still got to meet. So right. I feel like, why, and why don't you just talk to me on FaceTime? Why I got to go through the app? You see what I'm saying? The, in your profile and this, all this stuff that you want in a person. I feel like all that falls together when you just... Look how you meet people and link up. Most of the time, it wasn't through no app. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's still that natural of that chemistry that you have to feel in a person. So you have to want to feel that. A lot of people don't want to feel vulnerable, and that's why they get on these apps. And it's like you want to put all of this stuff out here about you, let people know who you are. But you're not. You're letting them know what your attributes are, but not how you are as a person. Okay. yeah, I look at it like date and get out there and don't, it's no such thing as the new dating because we old. We still date the way we date. You see what I'm saying? The one thing that I love about you is you don't, you, like you said, Dennis is 16 years younger than you. You've never paid attention to your age. That has never been a big deal. Now me, however, I remember a uh-huh. dating coach said to me, a very high-end dating coach told me, she said, because I always talk about my age and I joke about my age. And she said, you gotta stop focusing on your age, Sherry, because men don't care about that. If they like you, that's they, not going exactly. to be a big deal. And you focus too much. So I've really been trying to stay away from um, focusing on my age, but you've always not been that way. How, wh- how, why? Because I love life and I love the fact that I'm getting older. And see, people don't realize it's a blessing to get older, but how you age is something that you can control. We all want to live old. Everybody want to get old and, you know, most people want to live old. But the thing is people get caught up in the aging and there's a difference. And a lot of people don't age well, Sherry. We know that. We see them at the class reunion. And they'd be like, damn, you look good. You still look like you high school. And I'd be like, how are your kids? You see what I'm saying? You don't know what to say to them. Because you'd be like, damn, if you don't put them pork chops down. So we all have to get old if the Lord lets us. I look forward to aging and looking back at my pictures and be like, damn, I still do. When I look at my headshots, I'd be like, wow, yoga has done me well all of these years. Why you know, I you... can't afford no gym. That's why I do shit that's free. <laughs> so I forgot you do yoga online. Yes. You t- you're yes. a certified. That's yoga. another thing. You I'm are a certified. certified. No, I'm, you, getting, you are? I'm almost there. Almost. I still have like a lot of hours to go. But so you have, have like online classes that I teach. Yes, virtual Monday, Wednesday. Friday. Okay, we got so many. We got so many links we got to put up. Man, because no, are you? I don't have everybody in my yoga class. Okay, no, that's what I was gonna all. say. Are you taking paid people or is it is no. private? Okay, it's so that's private. a link it's we're not. Going. That I, <laughs> no, that ain't. I'm working with people in my family, people that have like hip replacements and that are really needing you know, some structured yoga. It ain't about trying to be fly on camera. 
because we really take the time to go through what might be hurting a person. We stop, we go over nutrition or what joint is aching you. It's that type of yoga class. Because they have to do right. it for their physical purposes. I was wondering about yoga because uh-huh. I don't do it. What are the benefits of yoga when they talk about the third eye and all of that stuff? You really, if you're in tune with your body and you do yoga and say you've done it for 25 years like me, you will be so in tune with everything in terms of like, you'll know when you're sick or getting a cold or if something isn't right in your, I can't even explain it because like I never get sick. And even if I feel like I could feel it coming on, I'm like, oh, let me do something tonight. My energy, the way that I feel about life, my outlook, just from just breathing and practicing and saying, let me get my day started and not let anything take me off my square or my focus. And knowing that I've done something for my day, if I don't do nothing for myself. And that's why I tell a lot of women, we don't take time to put aside for ourselves. We work so hard doing stuff for other people that we be like, we put working out, taking care of ourselves. That's the last thing that we do. It's the first thing that I do. So that it's my first line of defense so that I can be around to take care of people and not regret it. And not be one of those wives that be like, they mad cause they husband go to the gym, but all they do is sit at home and be complaining. I gotta watch the kid. I got, you can figure it out. And that's where I've learned that. And that's what I teach people in my class. You can figure it out cause you have to be able to take care of yourself. If you got all of this going on and you running yourself ragged, how can you take care of other people? Well, we're so used to being that. And that's what I do. I make sure I put aside something for me so So, I don't regret it. Self-care is really important to you. You you look very young. You look good for your age. You look really good. And you know, I tell everybody I'm 55. And they be like, damn, girl, you ain't no 55. I be like, girl, yes, I am. I was born in 1964. I got it all written down on the paper. I did it on calculator in case people ask. And they be like, oh, my God, what is your secret? I said, I drink a lot of water, do yoga, and no kids, no stress. I said, I'm proud to be fi-. I be like, girl, I'll be 60 in five years. They be like, what you like? <laughs> you know, I hit them with this. I'll be 60 in five years. They say, no way. <laughs> oh like, my gosh, baby. girl. I'm like, oh, <sighs> no, just take care of yourself, do yoga. Take care of yourself. That's why I tell There's people. There's a couple time. other things I want to ask. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, aren't you enjoying B flat? I need to. I feel like I want to go. If y'all want to send some money to B flat, what's your cash tap, girl? <laughs> B flat. That's my cash tap. PH. B flat. I love life. And that's what I think people look at. You know what? I look at every day as a new day you've never seen because that's what it is. But people treat every day like yesterday and the same day. And that's why I do something different every day, Sherry. I try to treat every day like it's different and do something different. Even if I just watch, because you know, I'm an aerial, uh, Aerial America fanatic. So I was like, I got to stop watching Aerial America every morning on Smithsonian, do something different. So I'll just try to 
you know, tap into something. I'm like, oh, let me stop reading this and let me read something different. I read Penny Hoarder and different stock magazines because I'm always engulfed in politics. So I keep saying to myself, I can't just sit on the toilet every day and read CNN. Let me do something different because I did that yesterday. Dennis, hand me another magazine. <laughs> no, I read it on my phone. I read it on my phone. Okay. But for the most Beverly. part, I try to do something different every day to look at it like this is the same day as yesterday. That's really good advice. I love B-flat, Chris, because B-flat uh, was doing her podcast and she wanted me to be a part of it. And I was like, oh, what are we going to do? She's like, we going to talk about politics, politics all day. Oh, no. <laughs> I Sherry's love like, politics. Yeah. I don't Sherry, like the I mean, I love politics, too. I, I have learned politics from being at The View. I used to not be able to talk about politics. I can talk about politics uh, for a long time, but I can't do it for a long, long time. And you were like, no, we're going to break it down. <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't I want like to think it don't even like <laughs> It has to be in layman terms, but I make it funny. Because you I'm do. You the, st the stuff that I hear and how we just don't participate in politics and don't realize it, it is a part of your everyday life. Your decisions, your taxes, everything has to do with government. And when we don't have it, we be the first one to talk about, I ain't get my check, I ain't get my check. <laughs> and then when you do have government, oh, they always in my business, they always in my business. That's because you get a check. They're gonna be in your business. So why don't you pay attention to how they're running the business? They work for you. You don't work for the government. The government works for so I try to break it down and I'm so glad that I've always worked on the campaigns and all the stuff that I've done to enlighten people to get them out, you know, to vote or do whatever. Sherry, you know, I, I love politics and I don't like being around ignorant people talking crazy. You don't. You know, I don't. I'd be like, excuse me, you can stand in this long ass lottery line, but you can't go around there and vote. I got cussed out at the BP. <laughs> And Dennis was like, you need to shut up. I said, no, it's ridiculous, because we was over there getting blunts so we could smoke and walk on the way to vote. And the line was long, Sherry. It had to be like 40 people in the line to get a lottery ticket. I said, well, I, I hope this many people standing in line to vote today. <laughs> He's like, you always got something to say. Yes, I do got something to say, because y'all over here, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. If you could be over here getting a damn lottery ticket, at seven o'clock in the morning when BP, you could be right over there at that uh, community center voting. Just like I'm walking <laughs> past y'all and getting my blunt on the way to vote. You can pick up your ticket oh, and go right around the corner on your way to work. <laughs> That's the stuff I talk about on my podcast. And then to be like, you gonna get us beat up. You gonna get us. No, somebody needs to say something. You know I'm gonna see something, say something. <laughs> Well, this is, leads me to another question, B, yes. because you are a fan of uh, Blunts. Shikari Richardson, the fastest woman in the world, has been banned from competing in the Olympics because she tested positive, positive. for marijuana use. And now she's not going to be able to, she's not going to be able to do nothing in the Olympics. Now, here's the part two of this. She just signed an endorsement deal with a weed company for $250,000. Do you think that, yes, even though it is legal in most of the states, that she should stay as far away as she can from an endorsement deal, or should she take the money? 
Sherry, we live in a day and age where she should take the money because if she got that endorsement deal and that's probably what she wanted, she's going to get more. And a lot of people aren't always living off of their fame. Obviously, the Olympics wasn't that important to her. That's how I looked at it. Me and my husband had this discussion because she knows what... Did you see her excuse? She basically said, oh, well. Well, I like, think that oh, was... I a got caught. Well, I, well. But, but B, I think in, in Shikari's defense, I think that was more of a defense mechanism you know, of being hurt. Now she did choose to do it, but we know her mom passed away and everybody copes in different ways. Sometimes you don't right. think necessarily, you, you're not thinking straight. Her rock passed away. She lost her mother. Sometimes it's like I eat cheesecake or chocolate cake when I go through heartache. I can't help myself. She smoked a blunt. And I think she had so many haters coming to her. Shikari wasn't used to this kind of attention. And it was a defense mechanism of, I don't care, I did it, because she don't want to be hurt no more. And she young. She is young, and that's the thing. I look at it like this. She, she, she didn't just start smoking weed. She probably stopped, right. so she could train for the Olympics. And everybody goes through something. I told you, we all have coping, everybody don't have good coping mechanisms. But I feel like if you have gone this far, no matter what she's gone through, and this ain't the first tragedy, we don't know her life story, but we do know what the specifications are in terms of being in the Olympics and how far she has gotten to come up. It's not, it starts in nine days, but to have come this far to slip up. I don't think that she slipped up. I just think she been smoking and got caught. Well, yeah, saying? I don't know if she stopped That's smoking. I don't think she I don't stopped know. smoking. <laughs> but but Shikari is such, because if you look at Shikari, she's an A student. She excels in every other area. I'm mm -hmm. not so sure she stopped smoking while she mm -hmm. was even training. Smoke, like you right. said, you've been smoking since you I've were young to help you cope with yes. OCD. And you were, you were leader in every field, in every department in your high school mm -hmm. you led. Yes. You're smarter than the most average person, Beverly, yet you smoke weed. Yes. Maybe it was the same for Shikari. She, it didn't yeah, but I'm not happen. doing anything where I feel as though I'm representing the United States and I'm living under certain stipulations for this amount of time. People train for the Olympics for four to eight years. And then when you get that moment, you got that one or two months to really buckle down because they're going to be watching you. And I just felt like it's not a bad thing. I, I feel it's terrible that they're not going to let her race because they're doing all kind of other stuff, steroids and all this other stuff. And weed is basically legal. How she's handling it, I give her my props. And I would have took the weed endorsement. I would have because you know what? All this is going to blow over like everything else in America because our attention span is shorter than a hand clap. Nobody's going to remember this. And then she's going to be training again and run. And she'll probably be in a and better position too. where she can have an audience and ain't got to worry about COVID. I think she's even going to be faster 
th- uh-huh. this is not going to hold her down as long as she don't gain weight and you know as long as she right. keeps training i just think that shikari but i just found out i did not realize uh-huh. this that you know a lot of these people that go to the olympics um, I don't know if they can have sponsors, if that's legal, but they got to pay out of their pocket to do a lot of this Olympic stuff, the traveling. Mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. So 250000 would certainly help out her grandmother, who we saw her hug, you know, would mm-hmm. help out her any family members. That's a lot of money when you've never had that much money. But that so, also goes to certify that she took that endorsement because she smokes and she doesn't plan on stopping and she still plans on training. That's how I look at it. She runs and that's what she's going to do regardless if she does it in the Olympics or not. So when she do it in 2024 and maybe she'll be like, okay, I ain't going to be smoking no more. Or they may even be like, and who knows, four years from now, everybody might have a weed endorsement. I'd rather have that than steroid endorsement. That's true. They dope, all that stuff they shooting them up with to keep them running. When your knee messed up, they want to give you a cortisone shot. It doesn't take away the pain. It just makes you deal with it. It doesn't heal anything. So who knows? Four years from now, everybody might have that. I want one. Well, we both, we <laughs> wish Shakari the best because we're so, yes. we so proud of her. And to be the fastest woman in the world, you're a black woman yes. with them eyelashes. <laughs> just... Yes, and them nails, all of that. And them nails and, and the hair. hair. All of that. I'm so there for I it. I love it. Now, the other subject, uh, the other hot topic we're going to talk about, uh, it's a little older, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Nick Cannon uh, has had his seventh child, and I wrote it down. Where is it at? Nick Cannon has had his seventh child, and uh, four, uh, four of the seven children have all been born in 2021. He's got twins by Mariah Carey, Monroe Moroccan, He's wow. got twins by uh, Brittany Bell, Golden Sagan, and Powerful Queen. What a name. Um, Abby De La Rosa, his current girlfriend, uh, she's got, she had, oh, damn, she had twins uh, June 14th. Uh, and now this other woman, Alyssa Scott, she was a model on Wild and Out. She just had a child on June 23rd. Now, listen here. On June 14th, uh, his girl had twins. On June 23rd, oh, wow. which was seven days later, he had another baby. So four of the children were born in 2021. He got seven kids. And what he said was he was having so many kids because he's got lupus and they, he thought he was going to die. So he decided, why not? There's a story. Give me your thoughts. Well, is he passing on that gene? Uh, the, lupus, the lupus? I don't yeah. I don't know. That's something I don't to know think about. Like I don't know. Oh, well, you know what? Look, I don't know what's going on. Is he is he like a sperm donor? Is he like going to the bank and dropping? Or is like he just busting off? You <laughs> know, he, no, he busting off. Oh, he better go and get a vasectomy. But he wants oh. the kids. He wants the kids. Oh, well, you know what? He got the money. Now, do he got the time? Now, see, B. That is the problem that I have because just because you have money, that does not take the place of spending time with your children. If you got one girl that lives in Florida, you got another girl that lives in Chicago and another, do you know how much time they're not getting of you? 
you flying all the way around unless he have them all in a house next to each other and they all like sister wives them all in one house because they are sister wives all their kids is twins yeah basically they all born the same year (laughs) it's because they got different baby moms they still twins I, girl, he doing the flavor flav. You know, flavor have all these extra kids. He got twelve and one fifteen, and uh, but you know what? It's a, it's sad that we think having a lot of kids is like taboo. When it really is, I guess it's it's like the ultimate show of love. If you're willing to have that many kids and keep bringing you know bringing kids in this world and taking care of them, because most people don't take care of their two kids. So if you got seven and you can give them that time, you know, and show them that love. But if you just doing this to figure out, you know, you want to leave something behind. If you ain't got no relationship with them, who are you going to leave it to? Right. Well, he's got yeah. the money and the right. women are, I think the women are aware of each other. And they have to be. They are aware. <laughs> ain't no think, Sherry. <laughs> I can't even believe you said that. They are aware of each other. You're right. They are absolutely aware. Half of them probably did it with each other. Okay. Half of the three and four probably all did it with him at one time. And you live. This brings me to the next subject. I'm just saying. Brings me me to the next subject. So we wish Nick Cannon and his uh, siete siete niños uh, well. Yeah, I wish him well. But my next question for you is threesomes seem to be coming up a lot now. All these people are having, like Candy Burris of, you know, in Atlanta says Mm -hmm. that she has threesomes consensually, legally, and it Mm -hmm. blew my mind. You know, uh, now her cousin Akbar, who's a rapper, says she's having a sex party. She said, don't come if you ain't effing. She having okay. a sex party, it'll be multiple people. So it's it's like th- these threesomes and things. I remember being at the improv and this couple tried to pick me up and it was the weirdest thing because the lady kept going, you're so beautiful. And my husband thinks you're beautiful too. You, would you come <laughs> over and have a drink with us? And I was like, no. what is going on? And then I realized, oh my gosh, they're trying to pick me up. Pick like, up. whoa. And I didn't take a drink because I don't want to be waking up naked, tied to a daggone wall, and they want to relive relive their damn roots thing, oh, you know? Right, no. right, right. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> yeah, let me let me tell you something, Chris. The white people fantasies is weird. All right. <laughs> What's you got a black girl, you a white man and a white woman. You got this black girl. Do you want to do a threesome? Well, you think that kind of fantasy ain't going to pop up somewhere? You know what? Let's play slavery. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't play with me. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, I hear you moaning back there, Chris. Um, that's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think, B, about like, what do you think about threesomes? Is it something you would try you and Dennis? No, we boring. We boring <laughs> like that. We don't even watch pornos because we're so into each other. I don't think that I could share him like that, but if he cheated on me, I probably wouldn't care because I'm old and I understand. But I don't, we're not like that. I don't think, but I don't knock what people do, but I do believe that there has to be like a limitation. And like you said, I'm glad that more people are talking about it and being more open because that's one thing about the black community. We don't talk about stuff like that. We don't talk about no. sex, mental health, politics, the things that we show. We show sex every day. 
watch it. It's everywhere, but we won't talk about it. So right. I think it's interesting that people are coming out and saying that I'm non-binary or I do this or yes, I am gay and I sleep with it. That is your thing because it shouldn't matter. Nobody really should care who you sleep with. I don't. Nobody cares that I'm sleeping with my husband. So why does it have to be a big deal? So I feel like the more people come out and share what they're doing, then it won't be a big deal. Because threesome's not new. Ain't none of this stuff new. It's just that people are feeling more comfortable, that they can feel uh, safe, I guess, to come out. So if I came to you, because we're very close, and I said, B, I, 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 I really like you, and I like Dennis, and I'm not with anybody, would you mind if we all, you know, you know. <laughs> and I would be like, no, Sherry, and how you get down is your business, but I don't want to see your coochie. I don't want to see your titties, and I don't want to see your ass. Now, Sherry, get out and of the I'm bathroom and let, and, and let Dennis <laughs> and B finish up their morning dump. Don't want to see your ass. I would be like, if Sherry, Dennis already saw your stomach on the elevator. Dennis don't want to see your ass. <laughs> And you are a friend. Now, you know what's funny? I feel like if people are gonna do something like that, I don't know, it's it's one of those uh, double-edged sword things. I feel like it should be with somebody you don't know. Like if you went to Tahiti and it's like a one night stand, you'll never see it because you don't have no ties. Versus right. being like your friends and people you know, you gotta see them and now you gotta worry about if your friend is trying to hook up with them all the time. Because the problem is yeah. you've already, you talk about Dennis so much. You love mm -hmm. him and I've seen him the way he loves you. And what you run into is somebody like me falling for your guy. We've yeah, been yeah, with, they will, you They know, want that. Yeah, it becomes more than just sex. It becomes intimate. And see, I tell people a lot of times, you can still be intimate with a person and not have sex. If you up hee hee ha ha and at three o'clock and then on the phone in the morning till the sun rise up, that's intimate. You see what yeah. I'm saying? That Thank you. So those are the things I feel like it becomes more tricky when you're doing that with people that you know. And then if you're doing with people you don't know, you gotta run the risk. Are they gonna kill me? Do they have a disease? Or they might have a herpes, even though you might have, they might have a breakout. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even, even though y'all got y'all rubber on, y'all strapped up, they might have a breakout. You ain't see the one bump. Now nah, you okay, got Beverly, B, you said, you said they might have a herpes. <laughs> you never know. They might have a breakout and didn't notice a couple bumps on the thigh. You didn't see, but see now you got that. You don't know there's another problem you don't know right <laughs> there's the other problem with dealing with somebody you don't know there's two incidences i can remember maybe you can remember too chris you're kind of young but Re rebecca gayhart we talked about this before she was the noxema yeah, girl right and she okay. and her husband had a threesome with some girl they picked up some like a, a mm -hmm. war um miss america or something and she made a video and she sold it and it was out okay. and it kind of was bad for both of them, more so for Rebecca Gayhart, the wife. And then the okay. other one, remember, remember Hulk Hogan, Chris? Oh, boy. Hulk Hogan was oh, doing no. it with his best friend's wife. Why? And didn't the best friend tape them? They were, that was a guy who was like a, just a, he 
piece of uh, this is what I uh, why I understood it. <laughs> a, a piece of shit shock jock from Tampa that goes by like Bubba was it Bubba the Love Sponge or something? Right, that is uh. name. So that guy like it more or less was like, and there was a huge like that took down those Gawker websites. If I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, he sued right. Gawker. They had to pay him was, all that money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that felt more like it was like an extortion, too. Like, that was weird. Uh, that was real weird. Well, how could it be an extortion of you in the bed with my wife? Good good grief. I mean, it, everybody played a part in it. But I, I like Hulk Hogan. He's a very nice man. But they, that's where you run the risk of you when you're doing it with people you don't know. Like, you could trust me, but then you run the risk of me falling in love with your husband. So that's a hard it's a well, hard then I, but I feel like people should not, you don't always have to live out your fantasies. That's why it's called a fantasy. You Great just let point. them be in your head. Wow. You let them be in your head because when you start trying to live them out, it's kind of like that high. When people say, oh, I want that first high and, did it, did it, did it, and I can't never get it. I ain't never said that because I stay high. I only smoke weed. But I'm just saying, I ain't one of them people be like, oh, I'm looking for that first high. But people look for that, and then they start living out there. They take it from just looking at porn to, oh, well, now I want to do that. And then it becomes, a, like, I don't feel like you have to live out everything because it's your fantasy. Why can't you all? You're never disappointed with your fantasy in your head. You always I, come out on top. You know that's right. You're never disappointed if you masturbate or whatever. You're never disappointed. But when you start, I feel like when people take it to the other level, if if in your head you like young girls with flat titties, fine. But when you start taking it to another level, you looking at young girls on the web, now you trying to pick them up. You see what I'm saying? And you don't always have to live out everything that goes on in your head. And that's what I think makes the difference in people. Because I believe everybody has fantasies. But I feel like when you start living them out and taking them to a whole different extreme, that's where you... The, the kind of the line can get blurry. All right, couple more topics because we're gonna let you go because it's hot over there where you are. <laughs> no, it ain't hot where I'm at. I'm actually freezing. I have high flashes and I'm cold. Oh, I have like goosebumps, but wow. I'm shivering. I didn't turn wow. the air off and the fans. Okay, so I'm. Yeah, we're not gonna hold you. Story. We're so great. Chris and I are so <laughs> grateful. You you are so, we're just pure sunshine. We're so grateful that you filled in for Kim because um, you've just you. been like so amazing. And we're going to put up all of your links on how people can reach you on Facebook and Instagram okay. and Twitter and where you're going to be. So you guys find out what B-flat is going to be in your town. And I'm telling you, go get a ticket because you're going, I promise you, you're going to love her. And if you don't, I will pay for your ticket. That's that's how much I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, I, I guarantee that. So this is the one thing I want to, and you don't have to answer it. We can skip over this. Um, uh -huh. Bill Cosby got released from prison because of, uh, you know, the prosecutor before had told him that he kind of like had immunity. He could, he, you know, and he couldn't plead that he was not going to get prosecuted if he did his deposition and told the truth. And because he couldn't plead uh, the fifth amendment, he just told right. the truth. And then right. they turned around and they used that against him. And he went to prison on, on those deposition testimonies. Now he did admit that he had drugged uh, girls uh -huh. and he had non-consensual sex with them because he could not plead the fifth. So when you plead the fifth, you're not admitting anything. Many so they were able to right. prosecute. So uh, they fought, they fought, they fought, and they he got off because 
that was not legal for the prosecutor to right. do that. So he got out. Now, again, you do not have to comment on this. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, we don't have to do it. I look at it like this. He's, it's a, it's a tricky situation because he's old and he, you know, I don't know what, he got out on a technicality and I look at it right. like this, more power to him because don't, who wants to sit in prison? So that technicality worked out for him. For him. Now for the, yeah, for the women, but as, wait a minute, let me back up because I look at it like this. He has enough money to have people working on stuff to look for technicalities like that. Otherwise, if it right. was any regular person, he, they'd be, this, they'd we still be in prison. this conversation. Exactly. Now, I do feel bad because what he, he's a rapist. No matter what he did it, when he did it, these women need to have justice and feel as though they- They were heard. You know, they hurt. Now, I can't say that even though Bill Cosby served his time, and even if he didn't get out on technicality and in these couple years he's out, they're still gonna be mad and there's still gonna be people that feels as though he deserved more time and should have stayed. So it's always that, you know, people always gonna have an opinion about something they really don't understand or aren't in on it. And when it always boils down, the person that's the victim, they're gonna be hurt no matter what no matter if he stayed in prison or got out because it can't you know, make up for what they went through at all. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, he got out on this technicality, uh -huh. but you know, according to his depositions, you still raped women and there yes. are consequences for raping women. And you're right. I feel like the victims felt like they didn't get their due because he sh they feel he should have stayed in prison. Now, what I am sad about, I wish, Sometimes I wish, uh -huh. how could you separate the art from the person? Because there's things that uh, Bill Cosby did that left a legacy for us as black people. You know, we learned about family from watching the Cosby show. Everybody has their own favorite episode of the Cosby show. Mine was remember when Theo wanted to move out on his own and he was peeling and Bill Cosby was peeling money from his hand going, if you want to move out, this is how much rent costs, this is how much so and so, till he didn't have any more money. And, and I learned, oh shoot, I learned from watching that show. Oh, life ain't free. And there was so many of those kinds of things where we got to see a whole black family they weren't keeping their head above water, making the way when they can temporary right. lay off. You know, they were, they both were professionals. I had never seen that on TV. Two black people who are professionals. I never seen anything about HBCUs, about black colleges until I saw he, you know, how he displayed the black colleges. A different world was a spinoff from the Cosby right. show. Fat Albert. Remember watching Fat Albert on yes. Saturday mornings? You, there were so many lessons with Fat Albert in the game. The Black Stuntman's Union came into being because of Bill Cosby. They, when he was doing I Spy, he saw them putting black makeup on a white man. And he said, no, uh -huh. you find a black right. stuntman. And the Black Stuntman Union was formed because of that. 
and there, and it was so sad because there was some man named Cleophas or something. Um, he was doing a documentary where he was going to uh. really feature Bill Cosby and Willie Goldberg, but he got so much backlash and he was like, I'm too old for this mess. Like, I'm just right. trying to do this documentary. Like, I'm about to die soon. Come on now. <laughs> and so I feel like there are so many things, jello pudding, like you just, right. that we remembered that meant a lot to us and could that be separated? You know, when they pulled Bill Cosby's show off the air, what he had done was he gave back in points to all of those kids. Malcolm Jamal Warner, um, uh-huh. who was the, gr- uh, the girl, the little one, Rudy. All of the kids got back in points, which translates into millions of dollars because that show was playing across the world. When they pulled his show, a lot of them people went, some of those cast members didn't have any money. Money, I, I know. Because he did, he showed these people, he showed us, he brought back, when, when they brought the Cosby show uh, into play, there had been no sitcoms on the air. It was dramas. Bill Cosby brought back that four camera sitcom and it was successful. So all of that, I'm not taking away from the victims and what they suffered and trying to laud Bill Cosby, but there was a legacy that was left for us and others that seems to now have fallen to the wayside because we can't support that without people saying we're supporting Bill Cosby. And so I wish it could be, can you separate the art from the person? And see, that's where I think in terms of entertainment, people don't look at it's just a job. But we put so much stock in entertainers and idolize them. And we don't realize all that stuff that you just said about Bill Cosby and the Cosby Show, all that stuff is based on a show. It's still not real. See what I'm saying? Right. He's a character on a show. But we put stock in that. We put so much stock in people. Look at Kim Kardashian. She, off a videotape. You see what I'm saying? People are still human. And I look at it like this. All that Bill Cosby did, we can never take that away from his legacy. He did bad things as long with good things. Just like most people on this planet, he got caught. It's people right now doing bad things and still come home and take care of their family. Serial killers love their children to death. You see what I'm saying? And until you get caught, that's why it's called life and it's a journey. And we have people like you and I that get to talk about it. And you can't separate the two because we intertwine the two. We make whatever synonymous, whatever your job is, it's synonymous with who you are. And that's how we look at people. Even when we ask people what you do, we don't ask people how they are. When you meet people like, oh, what do you do? I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. So we have a certain standard that's set for people. And when they fall out of that, then we look like, uh, we don't take into consideration. They human and they do, they do bad stuff. Well, you know what? Speaking of that, and thank you for your insight on that. Cat Williams was just on, on, uh, in the news because they asked him about cancel culture. Uh No, but remember they asked him about cancel culture. Uh Uh-huh. And he said that there's no cancel culture either. If you can't change with the times and change your material up where you don't say, and I'm only saying this for reference, the word retarded used to be a word you could use in a joke. 
now the word word people don't use anymore it is offensive and so right. now you have comments going well now i can't say it and the cancel culture and cat williams was like no if you can't change up your material so that you're not offending a bunch of people then you deserve to be canceled because that's on you how you feel about cancel culture as it relates to comics and we used to be the people that was were able to say the emperor has no clothes on we used to be the truth right. teller and the people who are supposed to be able to point stuff out. But now they want to cancel you. So how you feel about cancel culture? Well, I feel like people set themselves up for that since they decided to let the internet dictate how people are going to be liked, unliked, and how they're going to steer your career. So I really feel like people set themselves up because that's all I hear people talk about is how many likes they don't have and how they have to censor certain things because, oh, if I say this, my sponsor, oh, so... I really don't get into that whole cancel culture thing because it's like everybody's opinion. This too shall pass. And then next, if you're not resilient and you don't know how to like maneuver and you just sit around and worry about that kind of stuff, then you will be caught up in that. And just like nobody's going to go out and still be telling Rodney King jokes. So your life is not just about you learning new words and what's, you know, politically correct. It's about advancing your career and has your life moved on? Because comedy is about life. It's art reflecting life. And if you can't talk about that and you still got to talk about saying like stuff like fag and sissy and retarded, people don't even, that's my, you might as well say, hey, Kool-Aid, you know, and let the man come bust through the wall. Something <laughs> is going to happen. So that tells me that you don't want to change or you're still living in the past or you're not confident enough in yourself to step your material up. Believe me, I've done plenty of shows with comedians that's married and don't do colleges. They be like, I can't relate to them kids. Why? You a grown ass man with kids in college, but you can't do a college show because you're not keeping up with what's going on in your own family. I don't have kids, but I know what all they, I know what they doing in college. You know, it's interesting you say that. I, Kat also said you can't uh -huh. take all of this endorsement money and then talk about cancel culture because you're going to be exactly. a slave to something, you know. Exactly. But there was a comic. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. He's an older white gentleman. And I remember when I first started comedy, he would get on stage and talk like the stereotypical black man. Hey, brother, what's up? How you doing? You know we got... And I would look at him and everybody would laugh. Like when I started stand up in 1989 or something like that. Uh -huh. And it was always laughing. And do you know, he came to the Laugh Factory uh, right before COVID. So it was about two and a half years ago. And uh -huh. B, he was doing the same. No, he wasn't. And, and I was sitting there with another comic horrified because everybody was like what is he doing he was like hey brother you know we was walking to the snow and i was like oh my gosh oh my god <laughs> it was so horrific but I remember uh, 20 years ago, this man was getting stand ovations doing old slow you know non-intelligent yeah. black man and he did it yeah. at the Laugh Factory with all of these progressive people. I just was horrified. And I'm going, wow, you have not changed up anything. And you need to be canceled. And you're going to be canceled. Funny. Yeah, because canceled, you get canceled when you get a start. 
He ain't got no start. That wasn't a start. You never, like my daddy say, you can't be a has been when you was a never was. <laughs> my daddy say that all the time. He tells me, he be like, Beverly, you can't worry about that. You would never was. So you ain't worried about being no has been. I'm like, you right. I got to blow up first to be saying I was a, a has been. Now, did, was you in the bathroom when he screamed that at you? Right. <laughs> no, we yes. down, down in the basement playing cards. Oh, gosh. <laughs> my, my brother be like, what are you going to do with that? You, well, how long you going to do this? I was like, it's, long, it's my career. Like, how long you going to be a gym teacher? I don't know nobody <laughs> until your bones break. He be like, oh, but you know, everybody blowing up. And my dad be like, ain't no, she going to do this, David, because she's a never was. You can't be no has been. If you a never was, she ain't had her shot yet. So that's what my dad That's right. Said. Yep. I love that. <laughs> I love oh, that. I forgot. I have to go back for a minute. I love doing I love doing these hot topics with you. Uh Thank you. going back to the Bill Cosby thing. Uh yes. Felicia Rashad, when he was released, she put out a tweet that said, Finally, you know, justice has been done, but but, but I, I don't have the tweet in front of me. I, but it was in support of Bill Cosby. She got backlash because she just accepted the position of the Dean of Arts Dang. of Howard University. And she got so much backlash that even Janet Hubert, the original Aunt Viv, said, hey, sis, what the heck is you doing? Everybody knew back then what Bill Cosby was doing. So you better pull out your umbrella and be prepared for the shit show because he is yeah. a rapist and yes. he's a horrible man. That was Janet Witt, Janet Hubert. And so Felicia Rashad put out this lengthy apology. Mm -hmm. Do you, I feel like Felicia Rashad, this is the second time she's gotten uh, in trouble about defending Bill Cosby. She did it when he was going through his whole court thing and she defended him and got a lot of backlash and had to apologize which says to me Felicia Rashad she just got on Instagram she didn't know what she was everybody saw the video went viral when Debbie Allen was trying to help her get on she's not in touch like social media is not her thing she does it for Dang. fun but she right. doesn't really know the gravitas of social media I don't think, right. I think Felicia, Felicia, that's how she says her name, is of a Felicia. certain age. Generational, different generation, different generations feel differently about this Bill Cosby situation. Exactly. And I think she's not aware. I think that she does it and forgets that your inside voice is like walking into a bar and saying your opinion. And I just really think that Felicia misspoke, that that was in her inside voice. That's the stuff you say to your friends. Friends, right? Not on social media, but she just wasn't aware of the backlash. And I don't think she meant to offend the victims at all. Um, and now she may lose her position at Dean because these kids are saying they want her out. Yeah. How you feel? Thoughts? My thoughts are like you said, her inside voice. Oh, see, the thing is, people feel like these social media is for our living room talk. Right. And if you're not prepared to defend what you say in the living room out in the streets, then you shouldn't be saying it. That's how I look. Because I'm sick of everybody apologizing. That's how you felt. When you said it, it's how you feel. So now why you got to go back and apologize? Because she want to keep her job, B. But, but my thing is, when people say these things, Sherry, that is how they feel. So even though you apologize, people still know how you feel. My thing is... She wants to stay relevant in Bill's good graces or whatever, because what you said in support of Bill, who are you saying it to? 
If you support Bill, only Bill needs to know that. You see what I'm saying? Or Camille. Why do you have to... I think you have to folks, put it out on Twitter. Everybody because I think their opinion needs to be heard, and it doesn't. B, I think people we get, and I'm gonna include myself uh-huh. and you as uh-huh. well. We tend to get fall into a trap. I'm gonna include you as well, Chris, because we have followers, and a lot of our followers want to see what we're saying. They agree with what we say. They love what we put out. We get a right. lot of, fa- you, we get the haters, but we get a lot of favorable stuff from our followers. Whether we like it or not, they validate what we have put down, what we strategically put out, the words that we say, the memes, the jokes, everything. And I think that sometimes we fall into the trap of when you say, why you gotta say it to out there? Because there's a lot of people that agree with us. And I think that Felicia said it, and there was a lot of people who put in her mm-hmm. comments, you didn't write, finally. She wasn't prepared for the ones that was like, what in the, what? Fire her, cancel her. But it's sad that everybody just feels like that they can just get on the thing and say, fire her, cancel, because they're not in that person's shoes. So when somebody started talking about fire them, cancel them, because you was drunk up at the bar, and then they'd be like, what they got to do with my my job? Oh, the boss saw you on Instagram or whatever, and then they, so that's what I'm saying. I feel like everybody is intertwined in everybody's life. Everybody feels as though that their opinion, everybody gets their five seconds of celebrity on the in, on the internet. So I just feel like we have, a lot of people have fallen into that. What our people want, they love you for who you are and what you built. And they want it, like you said, they want to hear your, people hear from me, they want to hear from me, but I don't ever be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. No, I said it because it's what the fuck I meant. And I don't care what you think. But Moving I think on to so. the next, somebody just but, posted on my thing because I said I'm going to step on the stray cats. I'm going to fuck them stray cats up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't want them on my porch. So I posted it on Instagram. Somebody going to send me some shit about catching them and getting them neutered to take it. I said, I'm going to step on them like that in the video, right? I don't give a fuck about no stray cats. Now they all, oh, she mean to get a life, get some dick in your life, get some ass or something. Cause I just feel like everybody wants to take up stuff and there's so many issues in this world that are deeper than these topics that people are up here rambling about all out in the world when shit is real deep. You see what I'm saying? Deal with your deep stuff and quit worrying about who said what, why they doing it. It's just too many opinions out there. And I feel like everybody feels as though their opinion matters. And it should when it should, because don't nobody want to get out and march now. Everybody fucking lazy. Don't nobody march. Everybody (laughs) just sign petitions online. So you're not really sure who to take serious. But at the same time, if you're out here doing what you do and you can't take the backlash and you're so worried about what they're going to, then don't be on the social media. They've been hearing from your ass before you was on the, you see what I'm saying? They ain't got to hear from you in that form. Find another form if you don't know what you're doing and you don't want to deal with the backlash. Chris, did you have anything to add? Because I've been getting a lot of comments that I've been ignoring you. 
No, 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 you're not ignoring me. I'm just letting you guys uh, do your thing. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the number of comments. I've been reading y'all comments, and everybody been jumping on me. You always How mean you your crit. comments? How you get oh, comments? Oh, girl, I read, oh, yeah. But this I read my comments. Yet. Oh, no, but I read the comments and I reply. And a lot of people, Chris has ingratiated himself oh. into this daggone podcast. And now these women and fell in love with his behind. And at the moment I say something to his behind, the moment I correct him and do anything, I got to jump off with these women. Why you mean to Chris? Why you do that? You be cutting Chris off. He ain't never, he can't speak. I, the last time I checked, he wasn't no funny mama. He was a funny man. <laughs> but oh, okay. when I tell you these women be going off about Chris, so I said, let me Lord say, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Do you have anything to add, Chris, about the cancel culture? Because yeah. you interview a lot of comics. You have a, you, you're, oh, yeah. you, you know, you, you, you are familiar with a lot of the comics that come through St. Louis. So you know about. Oh sure. You, you got any comments? I don't even know. I don't even know how to frame it, so I, I won't go too deep. That's into why I don't it. let you talk. Oh, please. here we go. You don't know how to frame nothing. I can frame all day. I just don't know that it's not. <laughs> that was good. Oh, that was good. I just don't know. Like honestly, like I have my opinion. Uh, as in, it's really hard to flesh out, and everything that uh, that you just said, B, makes a lot of sense. If people just kind of went about their business a little bit more like you wouldn't have to I, the the fake outrage kills me and then like yes. anything from inside a comedy club like whenever tracy morgan uh that stuff came out from him like talking about his son he said he would stab his son oh, if, right, he, right. if he was gay yeah and right. that if you're if you if you know anything been about comedy, that for 20 years oh, it, it's a bit and, it, and it's meant to be inside that sacred place right. like that stuff drives me off the wall because right. i again i'm like yeah of course no one wants a child to be stabbed but in that particular instance that was in the sanctity of a club and he was doing it for effect and he was playing a character yes. on a stage like that i don't have time for this stuff because the people and that were coming for him, they're not being real they're not actually exactly. wanting to create change they're wanting to as you mentioned be they're wanting to get their own shine well, that's shine. another that's another issue as a comic B and you headline. It has been there's been quite a problem with you know we as comics when we go to comedy clubs we, we sometimes we're working things out. You even said yourself, yeah. I don't have a formal set list. I go and I talk based on how I'm feeling. It might that joke that that you did might evolve into something so different. Mm -hmm. five other comedy clubs later. But because somebody is secretly recording you and they decide to upload something that is a work of art, something that is in its its like infantile stages, and they're deciding to record you and put it out, now all of a sudden people want to get on you because you didn't say something offensive. Do you allow camera phones in your show? Yeah, because that's more people to see me. I don't care. There you go. I love they gonna it. They gonna record it anyway. What can you do, Sherry? I'm not gonna be up there saying I'm not gonna do these certain jokes because they're gonna record it before they get out. That's the purpose of doing the joke for it to get out there. But if you're gonna and if you're gonna walk if you're gonna walk across that rope too, like you better mm -hmm. be confident in it. Like you're talking about the guy who didn't change his material for twenty years. Like a blame that he didn't do. I'm interested right. to ask you who that was. And then and then B, it's like it, you're gonna the crowd's gonna tell you if it still works or not and and it's gonna See, but yeah. I, the math, I disagree you better with have done your work you better have done your work 
I think that it is a very sacred place. There, when I first do jokes, Terry, and I'm very nervous. But nobody knows it's your first joke. How do they right. know that it's your first joke? And they don't, and they're never place. supposed to know. It's not they're a never sacred place because you're on stage in front of everybody. A sacred place is in your living room in front of your <laughs> friends. When you're on that stage, you're publicly in front of thousands of people. They're there to see you laugh. They're not there. They're recording you and sharing the love. Look at it like that. You can't worry about if somebody recording and trying to steal your material because it's you. And we not all that talk they're about trying to. Even if no. they put it out there in their infancy, when you step on stage, even if, if it wasn't as funny as you wanted it to be then and you wanted to work on it five weeks later, that's not for them to determine because when you stepped on that stage, you were supposed to give it your all. And you but can't if be you like, do oh, give it don't record me because I'm just working this out. Don't nobody need to know that. <laughs> Let them record you. I don't like it, it because... There. When I'm doing, B, when I'm on stage and I'm very nervous and it's a new joke, I tend to curse a lot because I'm nervous. And I, so, but I don't want the joke to be all about cursing. I don't want pussy to be part of the punchline. Don't go, that's your insecurity. That's, that ain't got nothing to do with the people in the audience. You can't control their phone because as soon as you tell them not to record it, that's when they put it down low. And they be like, oh, fuck shit, I'm going to record this down. Ain't nobody thinking about a motherfucking ass. My mama love her and want to see her. Can I tell you the funniest story? Wanda Sykes. You can't worry about that. I did a I did a benefit for my son's school and it, and I had George Lopez, uh, Wanda Sykes, uh, old boy that was in Mike and Molly I forget his name the big one, um, uh, uh, the, uh, Kevin Nylon from Nylon Nylon from SNL and Louis Anderson Billy Gardell. Yeah. And they all were okay. doing stand up for the, the people at the school. And we raised, oh my gosh, we raised like $85,000. It was amazing. And so close to 90. And, and what happened was Wanda had, Wanda was doing some of her stuff for her special. That was, it hadn't come out yet. And she was doing some of her stuff and she stopped the show. And she was like, wait a minute. Hey, hey, I'm doing this show for free. You're not going to take no tape and go and put it out somewhere because this is how I make my money, so stop it. So I, I had to go out there and make the announcement. You guys, please put away your recorders because these people are coming and doing it as a favor for me. They're my friends. Why, when we got home, my sister was like, you know, I appreciate Wanda telling me oh my. that I had to put away my dead-gone phone. <laughs> my sister and her husband were recording the entire show. And I said to them, you know you're not supposed to tape. And that's exactly what she said, B. She was like, yeah, but Auntie Ina wanted, she loved Wanda. She want to see her see, show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you know we gonna still tape. And then what you gonna do about it? Nothing. Keep on working on your show. And she kept recording material. it down low. Thank you. Recorded so it down there. about that. I feel like they record me, so let me be my best shit, make sure I don't slip up, and if they get it out there, other people see, you never know who they sending it to. Well, I can't, I can't argue <laughs> with B-flat too much. I can't. That's how I look I at it. It's more I can't, really can't argue with you too much, because you're, you're like, I've seen you <laughs> slay in a, in a crowd. You, your material is bar none, one of the best. And we're going to end with this, something, it was not fun, but I want to know what you feel. I want to know how you feel. Blair Underwood, who has been married, married to Desiree, uh, Desiree DaCosta, I believe, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we got two. We got two. Desiree DaCosta, Blair Underwood. 27 years they've been married. They have three children and now they're divorcing. So Blair Underwood is one of those people, B flat, that I've never heard anything bad about in Hollywood. Wow. He is the utmost respect. I've never heard about him creeping because, you know, women like to talk about these men yeah. out here in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anything. So do you think Blair, because he was married to a woman, Desiree was 51 years old. Blair is a little bit older in his 50s. He had somebody close to his age. You think now he's going to wild out and go get a young girl? No. You don't th- you think he'll get somebody still his age? Probably. I do. Why? Why do you think that? Because he's used to that stability. And you know how men are. We can be single forever. Men can't be single once they get no, they, can't. they need somebody to take care of. So he's gonna but, go find some, ain't no young girl gonna be able to cook and do all that stuff his wife did for twenty seven years. But I don't he think might he's have gonna them, he might have them I don't think that's he might have something on the dip. Girl, he probably, you, he always think that old men want younger women. Old men, they can't do it just like old women. (laughs) Half the time, they don't want to be bothered with all of that. And I just, he just seems more even, like more grounded. I can't, like you said, we haven't heard about him. That was like to say if Denzel were to get a divorce. I can't see him out there wilding out and now he running, they not puff daddy. I absolutely could see Denzel. Why I could see somebody like 20 years, like 30 years younger than him on his own. I could see Denzel wilding out. I could see Blair wilding out because the way I feel, yes, their thing works (laughs) like ours when we get older. But if the right 20 or, 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 or early 30 year old came at him and showed him fun and, and silliness, I think they would be like, wow, okay. Now they might fall asleep at the club. They might. They might have, you know, feel like, okay, I can't go all night without taking this red pill. But I think the newness of a young girl would would get Denzel and and Blair because they've never for 27 years, you all you, know. you know, when you older, sometimes you get ready. You ever went with Dennis to go out somewhere, and then y'all looked at each other and was like, you know what, babe? let's go back home and watch something on Netflix. Cause you just don't feel like it going out. Now you with a girl who's like, let's go, let's have fun. It keeps you young but, hanging out with young people. And that's why my husband is young and I like young, but at the same time, I know that if I were, if we've been married 27 years, I'm probably not looking for all of that at that point. You see what I'm saying? The newness and that freshness can still come with somebody around their same age. I don't see them out just trying to be. Now, if it was Samuel L. Jackson, I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) 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 He looked like he might have three bitches in the car and two on his arm and one waiting at the house. Cause he just seemed like an old player and just loves life but i just feel like denzel and blair like you said you haven't really heard much about them they just seem a little more grounded i still feel like they will still be like secretly and next thing you know next year they're gonna be like oh he's dating guinevere so and so some old white lady well then that actually guinevere Who's guinevere i'm just saying okay well then that means if, if i go by your logic 
and yes. Blair is getting a divorce and you think that mm -hmm. he will stick with his age group, then I should put my, what do you call it? Throw my hat in the ring for oh. a Blair. Why are you trying to throw your hat in the ring for Blair? Cause he, how you know he's somebody you want to date? Cause I've had interactions crazy. with Blair. Huh? Right. He might be crazy I've had interactions with him. I've worked okay. with him professionally. He's such a gentleman. And I actually, I like, like him. He, okay. he's, he's a really nice man. He even said when he was married to Desiree for 13 years, he said, and I love it. He said, I wanted to be her rock, her protection. Right. If she uh, had a problem, I wanted to solve it. I thought that's what was expected of me. And he learned to let her go through her own yeah. stuff. But just the fact that he wanted to do that. Actually, I think Blair is a really nice guy. So if he's yeah. going to be single and I'm single, I'm like, why shouldn't I throw my hat in the ring? But you don't think that he might want a break? Most people for a list a little bit, most like when you come out of a marriage for 27 years, you want to get right back into a relationship. You think he were, that's ready what I'm to talking date? about. His break. Yeah. I think he going to be, oh, yes. you think he ready to date? No, I think he's gonna be having some. He's gonna be with somebody. Yeah. He ain't gonna be single for long. He's not gonna be a bachelor for long. It's gonna be too many women lined up. Are you kidding me? He's handsome. He's successful. He's he's a good man. Ain't no, he ain't gonna be single for long. Is this your official submission? Yes, she did not. No. Is this the call out? Is it the official call that's out? The, <laughs> that's our official call. <laughs> he might want to be single. How you know that? How you know he don't want to be single? Just like we said, men don't like being, men have a harder time being single. They do. I they would, do have a hard time I being would single. love to, I would love to, I ain't going to tell you what I would love to, but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Lord, I'm going to find you a man. I'm going to hook you up with my, I'm hooking you up with my brother-in-law, Tyrone. I don't want Tyrone. nobody named Tyrone. You heard the Tyrone song. Tyrone is a good man. And no, you I'm, need a motherfucker working at the Pentagon. <laughs> He got all for the real? security clear. Yes, baby. And a badass house. And oh, my for real? And law is all that. Actually, I was going to hook him up with Sonya. But you know my girlfriend, Sonya's song. Sonya's like, yeah, I want to meet Tyrone. Because she was spent the night here last weekend. She was like, girl, I want to meet Tyrone. I was like, he live right down there by you. He just, he's recently He works at the Pentagon? You never told me about him. It's my brother-in-law. He's 51. And he ain't look, he got his own paper. He ain't even be trying to live off women. Women He's be single? To He's divorced? Yes. Yes. And he has my nephew. Why you Jackson. never talk? You You know I've I don't been know, single. Sherry. Because I should hook you up. Tyrone is a good man. He cool. I like Tyrone. And he's handsome. He look like my husband. You know my husband fine. Well, why don't Tyrone's you <laughs> it's a piece of, this, this whole I'm episode serious. would be no, trash. If... I'm saying that is because he is legit retired military, work for the Pentagon. He like that CIA. I, he like he can't tell us certain things that he do, but we know he worked there. We seen his real ID and the tag. He got the tag. He ain't want them to tell you work at the CIA and, live, and really work at Target. I'm so confused because even with your friend Sonia, you've been withholding Tyrone from a lot of women. Like you have been trying to. You know to why? Because I don't want my. Because I want the people that I hook Tyrone. If I wanted to work out, I don't want nobody to come back to me and be like, "Oh, your brother now ain't." If I know who I hook him up with, they can handle it. If he break their heart, and they'd be like, oh, "Okay, well I can't handle Tyrone." I, don't I know, can't sure. handle getting my heart broken. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm you sensitive. You're hard on your sleeve. You too sensitive. But it might not work out. But that doesn't mean it's not part of your journey. Just because it That's don't right. work out. Yeah. You could be like. So well, here's what I would like that. with Tyrone. Here's what I would like with your brother. Because Tyrone be always saying, B, hook me up. Okay, well then, here's what I would like you to do with Tyrone. Uh, I want you to tell Tyrone about me and all of my great attributes because you've known me for a long time. Yes. I don't want you to end nothing with, but none of that. And um, (laughs) I want you to set up a lunch or something. Dennis hates when I try to hook Tyrone up. But see, Tyrone, my red, see, Tyrone can handle you and Sonia. Y'all got your own thing going on. Y'all got your celebrity. All my other girlfriends, they be like, bitch, I can move out my apartment. I can move up to Tyrone's house. You ain't tell me he had a, bitch, you ain't tell me about his dick. You ain't tell me all that. Oh, no. <laughs> I be like, oh, Lord. That's and not me. About to put, exactly, that's what I'm saying. I can't put Tyrone onto my girlfriends. I ain't trying to say they got less than him, but they be like, oh, girl, that's a come up. He work at the Pentagon. Can he get me a clearance and all that kind of stuff? And I don't need people that's enthralled by because it's very. Well, you know what I like about yeah. the fact the the fact I like this is what I like about your brother Tyrone, and I don't know him yet, is the fact that he's king in his territory. That he loves what he did or does. He has his own. He's not trying to be over here where I am. I love the fact that he's financially settled. So he's not over in my finances. I love the fact that he seems like he's busy because I'm a busy person too. I love the fact that he's intelligent. You got to be articulate to be at the Pentagon with clearances. What you say, Chris? Yes. I didn't say anything. I'm just taking it all in. So this is all of the stuff that I like about Tyrone because and I'm not one of the ones that I'm going to be popping up outside the bushes going why are you talking to the girl in the blue? Oh, I hope not. That's not me. <laughs> I need your passwords. Yeah. What? I don't know why we talk like this when we're trying to do ratchet but I'm not that one and so uh, I would like to, I want you to show him my picture and I want you to tell him about me and I'm just, I'm open. I am open to the journey. I am not looking for, of course, I'm open. I'm open to relationship, but I'm not going out seeking that. Right, Whatever right. happens nice, I'm open to the journey. Good. Because that's what it is. And that's why, and the funny thing is, here, I've been very successful with my matchmakes with people. Because I kind of know people's personality and who kind of, and I'd be like, oh, I think so-and-so like, because I like to see people be happy, but I'm very reserved about like who I, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want my girlfriends be like, oh girl, hook me up with him. Cause when they see his house and they see certain things, they'd be like, oh girl, yeah. Hook. Well, here's the deal. And I'm thinking- When Tyrone see my him. house, he would exactly. be impressed. Exactly. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. He's so used to being, he's a conservative dude, but he's fun and he likes to get out and like, he comes up here to visit us, but then he's one of them, oh, I'm spending my birthday alone again by myself. Cause he's a romantic, he likes to be, but he's just not gonna be with no anybody. He'd rather be by himself than to be with a, and I don't blame him because he don't need no drama. He live in a nice neighborhood. He don't need nobody coming over here trying to bust out. He 51 years old. Well, you know what I'm saying? I think and he got a son that's six years old. That goes to show you. Him and his wife, they were in the military together. They waited a long time to have kids. 
They get okay. along well. She got her own man. Jackson is well-rounded. He's six years old. And they have a great, I like how they operate. And I feel like they are a model for how other step-parents and people co-parenting should. So that's how I okay. know he's a good dude. Because I like well, how he operates. You have talked about him very favorably and very highly. Yes. I would like to, I would like you to do the intro with us. He might ask you to go to Barbados with him next year. He's going by himself. You know that is trip he willing to? Is he willing to pay for my ticket? He probably would. He got paper. Then we can go to he, Barbados. I am. He definitely going. He just paid his deposit yesterday. He just decided last week. He's like, you and Dennis going. Everybody going. Other family. I'm going. I'm okay. Like, well, I'm, I'm open. I, you know, I've lost this weight. I've lost 30 pounds. I know you look extremely fly. Don't hurt him. I, I got it. My one, no. You hurt Not him. in hurt Barbados. Him. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to let you know this you right know, now. Oh, baby, not. But no, you ain't going to hurt me because you know I'm going to be hurting him. And it ain't even my part. <laughs> not you, Tyrone. I'm just saying, I'll be rocking my bikini. Everybody be like, I can't believe she can still wear a bikini in her fit. Yes, baby. <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, B Flat gave me an outfit that I treasure <laughs> to this day. It was a white, like a white overall. You know, like the like the prison overalls, but it was white and it was so fly. I and I I looked at her like this is when I was a size 16, 18. I'm like B literally is a size two four, and she gonna and she was like I got something perfect for you. I'm gonna give it to you because I can't fit it. I'm looking at this thing going. I can't even get my leg through the thing, but I took it. Do you know I actually was able to wear it? I think I'm gonna send you a picture. I wore it with some Finally, I didn't get rid of it. I loved it and I wore it with some high heels and it was fly. And see, Sherry, you got an ass. I can't wear that. I ain't got no ass. I'm B flat ass. That's why it didn't look right on me. It looked like a potato sack. That's why I was like, this would be perfect on you. And you know, I ain't got the breasts like you. And you, it was just looking straight on me like a board. I don't have nothing, no curves like that to pull that cargo suit together. That's why I was like, I got to send it. It was cargo. And, yeah, yeah, I left the front open, so it was all in my cleavage. It looks yes. so, it looks so good. And I, it had a, I had a little waistline and I got compliments all night. So maybe I will wear um, that when you do the intro with Tyrone. Uh, so, I really want, I told Sonya, but her ass so flighty. I don't really want him to be, I don't know. I love her to death, but. Okay, well like, don't oh, have your two, don't have your friends no. competing. No, not at all, because Tyrone, he, believe me, he's a, he stayed, he ain't one of them, oh, I want to meet her, that's your girlfriend. He's not like that, because he know, he's confident in what he does. He's looking for, a. everybody want to be in a relationship. That's everybody's end goal, Sherry. Nobody wants to die alone. You want to have somebody to witness your life. But in the interim, you got to have, you got to date, you got to get out there, you got to try and be open to that. And that's where he's at. Cause I think okay, he's been divorced so, now like four years, maybe three or four years. Mm, that's yeah, still kind so of fresh. Yeah, but he ain't thinking about his ex. Believe me, she got a whole nother man, a whole nother family. He's still taking it slow. Like he's enjoying okay, so, being a single man, but he don't want to be single forever. Get what I'm saying? Okay, well, I'm tired of talking about it. Just do yeah, the intro. Yeah. I'm gonna hook y'all up. I'm gonna have to call yeah, Tyrone. Do the hook up, and then you you don't have to be responsible for anything else. And I promise not to come to you going, girl. Why you didn't tell me he liked to have a harem? I'm not gonna be. And I'll be like, because I'm not fucking him. It's my brother-in-law. I don't go with him. Yeah, you was gonna take a poop and 
front of him. You don't know that? He like right. more than my <laughs> I don't know that because I don't go with him. He ain't my man. I ain't supposed to know that. You so should be I'm able to tell to, me that. I am going to end this because I think, Chris, how long have we been on this podcast? Congratulations, ladies. The longest podcast in Two Funny Mamas history. Clocking in just over three hours. Uh, what? <laughs> Sherry, yes, Sherry Rogan. <laughs> Sherry, oh it's 10.25 and we started at 7. It's Chris has got to get out of there. His building, they put the alarms on and let out the Dobermans. Oh my, him and Key are stuck there till tomorrow because they let the dog out and put the alarms on. They're never going to, they can't get out. The, oh my gosh, they got to sleep together. Oh, you got this beautiful black girl, Key, who's a music engineer, and Chris, who just started liking black girls. Oh, Key, oh, come my on. God. You come on. on. Just started oh. liking black girls. Come on. <laughs> yes. He is the love of Kim Whitley, but Key is there and she's beautiful and <laughs> she gonna be there all night with Chris. It's just gonna be mayhem. mayhem. She, this girl might get pregnant. Oh, oh God, oh Lord. God. I, oh. Do you hear yourself? So, <laughs> okay. Now Chris I and Key are stuck here. My dinner. My dinner been up there since 530. Poor Dennis. <laughs> so you know I got to go up there and Oh, I might have to rub yeah. on two balls and shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, baby, I'm sorry. I ain't know we were going to go be on that three hours. I had such a great fun. But he knows. I can't believe we did three hours of talking. That's how much I love three you. Three hours. I love you. My assistant, Edie. No, Edie, my assistant of nine and a half years, was like, you got to ask B because she's hysterical. And I'm so glad that you agreed to do this. Uh, Thank you. Because it was so Girl, much fun. We talked three it. hours, Edie. Edie ain't so. gonna look at that whole tape. Y'all definitely gonna have to edit it down. <laughs> no, we're not. We do all three. I know. Nope. It's going. It'll go out. No, no, no. It'll go out. I just wanted to. I just wanted to thank you for featuring me in this episode as well, Sherry. Really calling <laughs> it out. Uh, again, <laughs> Two Funny Mamas featuring Chris Denman. Thank Chris. you. So I want to say we're going to put up all of B-Flat's information so you can get in touch with her, follow her on Facebook and on Instagram. But say it, though, B, just so we you can say it. Yeah, Instagram. I'm going to say it. Instagram is flat out funny, and that's P-H-L-A-T-O-U-T-P-H-U-N-N-Y. And on um, Facebook, it's Hey B-Flat. H E Y B P H L A T. I don't really do Twitter because I don't understand it. And I don't, my mind, it blows my high to try to do quick stuff like that. <laughs> I, my memory's too short to be worried about Twitter, but I really am getting into my Instagram page. Okay, so I'm really yeah. liking it. And now that my husband's kind of, so I'm working that and re learning how to reply and comment back to people. Just <laughs> really, you know, I'm enjoying it, all that other stuff. Well, I'm going to say this to you. I have your guest room available here in California. I miss you so much, and I want you to come. And Kim is only three minutes away. And if you come, and maybe you can bring your brother with you, Tyrone. But I miss you. Well, you know what? I miss you, too, and I miss L.A. And I was talking to my manager the other day. I'm actually going to come in August. But I told her I don't know yet because I don't know if Kim going to be at the thing or not. So right, so we got to figure her, that out. Yeah, because she wanted we to figure come that the out. second week of August, and I said, "Well, if Kim Whitley doesn't do, then Steve wants me to come there." So I told her I can't just let her know. Okay, she so we'll but we I'm have to figure it out. that out. We need to. Figure um, everybody, 
if you want to, we're going to talk to Kim. If you want to get merchandise, we're, we're <laughs> updating. We're going to update our merchandise store. I still got to work on B to see if she's going to let us sell a hot flash rag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you got my name on there, BPH. Exactly. We got to put courtesy of B-flat with your B face flat. on there. That's right. Two funny oh, no. mamas, B-flat. The hot oh, flash hot rag. Flash we got to. Uh, we will spell. We'll f the f uh, the flash rag will be spelled with a ph. Yes, right, the flash right. rag with the ph, and um, we we'll split the profits with you. And I we're updating our merchandise <laughs> store. But go to byjack b y j a c k dot com slash two funny mamas to pick up the merchandise that we have. And you can leave a comment. Please tell five or six of your people, your family and friends to follow Kim and I at Two Funny Mamas. We're going to start having more experts. We're, we're kind of re, not revamping, but we're going to bring on more experts uh, for you guys. And we've got a lot of really great stuff planned. And we are so thankful that you stuck around for three hours to listen to this amazing, amazing woman spit knowledge and funny. Oh, and Lord. I admire. Delirious. I'm delirious. Oh, she's delirious doing <laughs> but it. But she is one of the time. best. You are one of the best. So thank you, thank you. And I love you. Coming from you. Coming from you. You know, every time you give me so many great accolades, and I'm always like overwhelmed because coming from you, that just really says a lot. And I just be feeling like, oh, she gives well, me too much credit. But, but no, thank you. Not I, I not appreciate enough. it. Oh, thank true. you. Thank so you, get love. your flowers, take your flowers, give one to Tyrone, and uh, we gonna get out I of am. here. I am. I'm on that. I'm, a ho I'm hollering at him tomorrow. You know, I'll be texting you. Uh, I know. I'm hooking you up. I'm hooking you up. I'm gonna send you a right picture, then. too. I got you. So uh, say goodnight to everybody. Be flat. We gonna take it out, and we love you guys. God bless you. Say goodnight, girl. Good night, everybody, and make sure y'all continue watching this show. Thank you. Bye, Chris. Good night. Love you, Sherry. Good night. <laughs> Love you, B. Love you, Chris. Y'all better hang up on me because you know I don't know how to hang up. Oh, no, we'll hang up. No, stay. Stay. Oh. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Two funny mamas. Two funny mamas. Two funny mamas. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, 
experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.